Hey, 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 Good Hang Gang. Welcome to episode six of Good Hang. Episode six. This was a fun, crazy one. We had a special guest drop by for we the first did time. We have a special guest. So it wasn't an official guest, no. but um, Inch Chua did drop by. She was picking something up. So she she hung out for a segment. She's so pretty and talented. She she played a couple games with us, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> we had to drag her into that mess. Yeah, it happens. Okay, what else did we talk about, though? First things first, we talked about... What have we been up to this week? Yes. I got my new iPad. I've been reading a lot of comics, that, which led to some very interesting conversation. And on the note of technology, I got a pair of new headphones, and these aren't regular headphones. Gonna have to find out more about them. Oh. Yeah. And in Spoiler the news. Spoiler alert, they're made in China. <laughs> yeah. In the news. In the news this week, we talk a little bit about Amos Yi. We talk a little bit about the Monopoly movie, strangely enough. Uh, the new words in the Oxford Dictionary. Yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, There's we... some cray-cray words in the Oxford Dictionary. As well as a new app called Tindog. And yes, it is exactly what you think it is. Uh, we read some fan stuff from all over, from the website, as from always, the email, from the Facebook. I love you guys. You give us love and we give it back. Yeah, I love you guys so much. Bro and sis hugs platonic and yeah, yeah. and slightly romantic you know who's getting the slightly romantic hugs yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and in this week's favorite blank we talk about what's our favorite thing to do in the bathroom <laughs> yeah that was nathan's idea I swear, but it was a fun one no, I, I promise it's not just poop and pee talk in fact there's not a lot of poop and pee talk there isn't yeah we don't talk about a lot of liquid things we do talk a lot of elemental things though yeah <laughs> Nathan is a pyromaniac apparently yes alright and then last we talked about dude check this out Nathan finally watched Legally Blonde and read The Martian and he enjoyed them yeah and John uh, listened to The Goat Rodeo so we talked a little bit of bluegrass and music and all things good cause it's a good hang so here it comes episode 6 darling you send me Darling, you send me. I know you send me. Honest, you do. Honest, you do. Honest, you do. At first, I thought it was infatuation. But darling, it lasts for so long. But now I. I find myself waiting to marry you and take you home. Whoa, you, you send me, darling, you send me, honestly, you send me, honest you do, honest you do, honest you do. Good times. That's an old one. Good times. I, I'm taking a peep out. Go for it. Way. Thank you. Uh, the song is called You Send Me. I forgot who sang it. It's a very beautiful song. It's old. It's like from the 50s. It's old as fuck. We'll probably keep that in just because, but we'll okay. keep the rest That's of it. That's a good one. song. I feel what you're saying. We'll keep the rest of it. Anyway. Oh, hey, guys. Hey, guys. What is up? Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode six of Good Hang. Episode six. If this episode was the number of senses you had, you'd be seeing dead people. Yeah. So... What's up, John? Nothing much, dude. Really? Nothing much? I think this was a pretty interesting week. This has been a good week. See, it's, been, yeah, it's been a good week. It's, see, you've been secretly recording for 10 minutes, so now I, f- I feel like we can just jump into the segment, huh? Yeah. You fucking asshole. <laughs> All right. Play the music. When you see your bud and want to know what's new, you just gotta ask, 
Hey, what buddy. you been up to? Okay. So, yeah. I've been up to a couple things. So, um, I have been reading a lot of comic books lately because my freaking um, iPad broke a long time ago. Okay. And I recently just bought a refurbished iPad Mini 2. Okay. Even though I hear the iPad Mini 4 is coming out soon. But I was like, ah, fuck it. I can't wait any longer. I want to read comics. So I got an iPad Mini 2 and I started reading comics. And man, I have lost out on a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff has been happening. Can, can I just say, like, the mm. iPad Mini, right? Mm-hmm. It, I think it's the perfect size for a tablet. It's perfect. I kind of like because I used to have the first generation iPad for the longest time. And I, it was great. You know, it, it was like... Watching movies on it was really cool because it was a really big screen. It was so, so heavy, right? It was it was a little bit heavy, but you know, as far as like um, remote devices go, it was a great screen to watch movies on. But as a device, you know, to take down notes, to like you know um, write stuff on, to just kind of go through emails or watch videos every once in a while, the iPad Mini is a perfect size and it's, it's so travel handy. And you can fit it in one hand. It's of. just so nice to read books, read comic books, yes. surf the web. Reading it's just books. perfect. Reading books I is mean, a perfect size. I only got the 16 gigabyte, but now I'm kind of <laughs> wishing it. I didn't. Yeah, because all that's on there is comic books. And it's filled up. And you know how that weird thing where it's like... How much, how I, much space can comic books take? They take up a lot. because, it, But that's the weird thing, too, is because I know I, I should have space on my iPad, but for some reason I can't fill it up to all the way to 16. Right. Like I have like 12 gigabytes of comic books and like a couple other files. Right. And yet it's still full, so I don't really get that. Cool. It's weird. Okay, so I have an iPhone 6, the regular one, and an iPad mini. Uh-huh. And I feel like they complement each other just nice. I mean, back when I had the iPhone 5, having a mini was better because now the, I, the 6 and the mini are kind of close. <laughs> They're almost but the like same if size. But like if I had an iPhone 6 Plus and an iPad mini, I would feel like quite the idiot. How many iPhone 6s does it take to make the size of an iPad mini? Let's see. We, I have it in my hand right now. So. One. Oh, wow. They're like the same height, sort of. Okay, yeah, so one. So the the length two, of the iPad. Two and a half. Two and a half iPhone 6s make an iPad mini. Yeah. So, you know. I, I we know measured that via science. That was a very visual thing to do. I'm sorry, listener. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, it's a perfect medium for comic books. I feel like it's just the right size. Um, I mean, a, no, a normal comic book is roughly about the size of an iPad Air, yeah. right? But yeah, it's fine. You know, I think it's so perfect because it's the size of a paperback book. Yes, it's the size of a trade paperback. Yeah, much like how or the like Kindles, a manga. Yeah, much like how or the Kindles manga. are. Much like how the Kindles are. Yeah. So I've been reading comic books, and I've been I've been catching up slowly. I've been catching up on uh, the writers I read. What's been good? There's a lot of good stuff. So, like, I've been reading uh, what Bendis has been writing. I've been writing. Mm. So that's why I, I was talking to my friend. I was like, I listen. I don't follow characters. I don't really follow... Um, I'm not brand loyal, loyalty or whatever. I You're follow the writers. You're free spirit, man. You're free spirit, man. Totes, totes, totes. So I... Uh, Follow Brian Michael Bendis, Rick Remender, Brian K. Vaughn. So these are some of the guys I follow. BMB, BKV. Indeed. Brian K. Vaughn, for those of you that don't know, um, I love him. He writes on Invincible. He writes on Saga. What else did he write on? Okay, right away you're wrong because he didn't write Saga. That's Kirkman. He was, you know, Brian K. Vaughn is in Saga. Yeah, he wrote Saga. He didn't write Invincible. He didn't? No, that's I will, That's I Robert will. Kirkman. You can no, see it no, from no, here. No, 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 wait. I'll bet you money right now. Okay, okay wait, 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 hold on. Guys, I'm about to make some money. Uh, how much do you want to bet? 50 bucks? Um, two. Two. Okay, I'll take two. This is better than nothing. All right, so as Nathan finds out how wrong he is about something that I'm so right about, Brian K. Vaughn write, wrote Why the Last Man, Saga, oh, Runaways, a <laughs> couple other books too. And he's just written this book. I just started today. It's only one issue in actually, so you should jump on it while you can. It is called, as I bring up my iPod. Yeah, no, no, just as you're explaining it to the listener, yep. I remembered it was Why the Last Man. Yeah, well done. I, I was thinking in my head, Brian K. Vaughn wrote something I really liked, and it was Invincible. It wasn't. It's Why the Last Man. I'm sorry, I'll yeah. give you two bucks. Later. Yeah, okay, thank you. 
who just won two dollars what a good get, day you can get yourself um a nugget yeah so bkv he wrote this new book called we stand on guard there's only one issue in it's about 100 years in the future and america has invaded canada oh wow and canada's fighting back oh whoa it's pretty interesting i want to see where that's going well here's the thing like as much <coughs> as i love um being on the ground floor of a, of a new comic comics are kind of frustrating to follow because okay tv shows itself they're like if you watch a TV show like the traditional way by not binging it, you go week by week. Yeah. Like the week to week wait is is like, it, it's torture enough. But when you read comics, you're waiting month to month, and sometimes with comics there's delays, so sometimes you yeah. wait a month and a half. Well, here's the thing, and here's it kind of, it it's it's a good analogy that you bring up watching a TV show week to week, reading comic book month to month because. Yeah. When you're watching TV shows week to week, every day there's a different show to watch. Monday will be these yeah, shows, Tuesday, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. <clears throat> It's the same with comic books. So one week you'll get this stack of comics, the next week you get a different stack, and then three weeks later you'll get the original stack. You know what I mean? I, I guess. But I was going to say, but because I've been away from comics for so long, coming back with all these comic books to read, to binge on, it's been so great. Doesn't it feel good though? It that's feels why, so good. That's why I do love binging on the comic. Because like most of my comic consumption has happened through like just binge periods. Trade paperbacks are like, like yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Like after I go through like a huge kind of like influx of gigs and like busyness and everything, when I find myself having like a week of just nothing to do, go to the comics app, go to a comic store, just look up, you know, what new comics yep. there are. And just go ham. Just, you know, get a whole bunch of comics and be happy for like... I'll just hide myself in my room, you know. I won't see people. I'll just hide myself in my room and read comics like crazy. I love it. I love binging comics. Like, I, I tried reading month to month for a while of Invincible. I remember like two years ago, I was caught up and I started reading month to month. And the wait was just excruciating, man. Yeah. Waiting month to month was just killing me. I, I prefer waiting maybe like a year, a year or two years. Because the cool thing about that, right is that you kind of forget what happens. So the next time you start again, like say you want to catch up two years later, that's 24 issues to catch up on. Yep. Then you kind of, maybe you go back 10 issues from where you left off, catch up. That's like a good, maybe like three, four days of reading, you know? Yeah. I love that. I love that. No, it's feeling. great. It's great. Because like, I mean, because uh, reading a single issue comic book, it's like 24 pages on average. It goes by quick. It goes by quick. Yeah. Seven, did, eight minutes. Goes by we, quick. Did we talk about comics in the second episode? Or the yeah, we talked about Green Lantern. Oh, uh, yeah. But okay, did. so now I'm back on. So I used to read like tons of comics. So now I'm back on. I'm back in the game, guys. I'm back in the saddle. Yeah. But what I really wanted to talk about today was this really interesting conversation I had with my friend Annie. L- don't, don't give out last names here. Oh. <laughs> Annie, whose last name rhymes with cow, so, bow, grow, down, now. Annie. So I was talking to Annie because I was reading... Because I go to her, I was like, she's been reading comics. Well. I was like, hey, what are some comics I've missed out on? And we've been going back and forth, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, I started reading, I went back to my favorite comic of all time, which is Ultimate Spider-Man, written by Brian Michael Bendis. It's had a couple different names. Um, its most recent incarnation was Miles Morales' Ultimate Spider-Man. Yes. So you, did you catch up with the humbug about the Ultimate Universe and what that means and stuff? Not entirely. Okay, so just very briefly, Marvel Comics, as you guys can imagine, has tons of backstory, tons of history. goes back 50, 60, 70 years. So much. But especially with the character like Spider-Man. He's got multiple villains, multiple storylines, multiple wives. But anyway, about just over 10 years ago, uh, 15 years ago, I believe, they created a new universe called the Ultimate Universe, where new writers were able to come in and just retell the stories, but with a fresh angle, without any of the backstory. The first one to do that was Brian Michael Bendis writing Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm. They went on an epic run, over 200 issues, I think, now. Oh, wow. And it's just so good. I've only ever characterized Ultimate Spider-Man by like the bigger eye holes. 
What do you mean? Like the bigger, I mean the eye thing. That's the difference. Oh, the difference in the costume? Yeah. I haven't really noticed, to be honest. But anyway, so uh, Ultimate Spider-Man started out just like in the regular Marvel Universe was uh, Peter Parker. Mm. Then like 100-something, 50 issues in, he died. Oh. Which is not unheard of. And he was replaced by the character of Miles Morales. Oh, the the black Mexican The half-black, half-Latino kid from Brooklyn who became the new Mm Spider-Man. It was met with a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of confusion amongst the industry a lot of blah what's this mean blah 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 blah. but at the end of the day it was still really good comics mm. so i caught up on that um on miles morales on miles morales oh he's still he's still in there yep got it and then but now there's a thing happening where the universes are colliding and they're marvel's about to reboot all their comic books well in i a know spider-man months. was very popular for having the whole multiverse thing going mm. on right with um what's his face the old guy of the beard uh, the watcher not the Watcher. Like there's, there's like this whole thing about um, the spider, the Spider Verse, the multiverse going on, where like they're killing off Spider Mans. Yeah, then... but that's the thing. It's like this kind of shit happens all the time. So what that's, Marvel? That's kind of why I, I can't follow Marvel. And yeah, DC, I hear you. I hear you. Like so many things are happening. And I hear you. They keep but that's why DC, like DC, a couple years ago did. Um... What's it called? Flashpoint, where they reset everything and all their issues were the New 52. Everything started at issue one. They're stopping New 52, though. Yeah, but Marvel's about to do that now, too. Oh, geez. They're about to just restart. It's it's fine. It's just, you know, everyone needs to refresh and blah, blah, blah. Okay. I so that. I caught up on that. And another comic book that kind of happened while I was away from comic books that I've been hearing a lot of buzz about is the new Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel! <laughs> okay, she's one of the more obscure Marvel Relatively characters. obscure. Carol Danvers is the one yes. who's most uh, commonly associated with the character. Yeah. But And she's going to get her own movie soon. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Plug her into the Avengers. But anyway, bam, bam. the new Miss, Ave- Miss Marvel has been getting a lot of uh, buzz in the media because she is the first female Muslim character. Okay. Her name is Kamala Khan, and she lives in Jersey City. She's first-generation American. Her parents are from Pakistan, if I'm not mistaken. Kamala Khan. This happened, like, a year ago? So, yeah, they're 14 issues in, so yeah, just okay, over a year okay, ago. Okay. And anyway, I, was, I got into a conversation with my friend Annie. We were talking about, like, how race is playing a part in this stuff. And she said something... Let me just read her quote. That's too far back. She said something along the lines of, wouldn't it be nice if something like religion could only be a small part of the character and not the defining characteristic? Mm-mm-mm. And that got me thinking. I'm like, yeah. That's, at first I was like, yeah, obviously that'd be great. What what, int- what a great world that would be. If it was less gimmicky, you mean. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of your point of view. You know, we're talking about yeah, like, yeah, race yeah. and stuff. But then I thought, hmm. Yes, it has to pass the point where it's first is the defining characteristic before it yes. becomes accepted. But then again... Kind of if you if if you're if you're too wary of that, yes, you go the opposite way. But like my example was, you know how like J.K. Rowling a couple years ago said that Dumbledore was gay. Yes, but like it didn't affect the story in any way. Mm-hmm. Like he just was, mm-hmm. and that fell really flat to me. Like I, I, I couldn't really, you know, get get on board with that. It's like you know, and obviously, if you listen to previous podcasts, we are super on board with LGBT gay rights, you know, and stuff. It comes up in almost every episode. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And but like, and I was just like, okay, well, you. Okay, he's gay, but then in the books, there was no talk of his sexuality. He didn't talk about his romantic love. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Nathan? What do you, how, where do you think? Okay, for me, right? If I'm going to read a comic where, okay, for example, like, there have been lots of shifts. Like, like Spider-Man, Peter Parker became from, uh, like, a, they all basically started from white American mm-hmm. human beings to, like, you know, alternate races, alternate genders. So, like, Peter Parker switched to Miles Morales, Carol Danvers switched to Kamala Khan, um, Thor recently became a woman. Mm-hmm. All these little shifts, right? I'm all for it. I'm all for change. I'm all for just kind of, like, diversification of their roster. But as a reader... As a reader of comics, as a fan of comics, as a fan of these characters, most importantly, I want, like, I want, um, Miss Marvel to be 
Miss Marvel first and a Muslim second. Right. Same thing as I want, like, you know, um, Spider-Man to be Spider-Man first and a black Hispanic kid second. So that's it's, an, it's an important defining part of their character, but I want them to have the character be front and center as opposed to their gender, their yes. race, their sexual proclivities, Perfect. things like that. That's, that's an excellent description of it. So I would say these things. These two are kind of divided in two different camps. Miles Morales, his race, his ethnicity doesn't really come up at all. It just is there. He wears a mask. Yeah, but even that in his private light, it just doesn't really come up. Okay. Whereas Kamala Khan, it's intrinsically linked into who she is. But it's that's the thing is that um, I told I was talking to Annie. I said, "Is it we don't like it because the writing is just bad? Like mm-hmm. if, if 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 the the race or the sexuality or whatever it is, that's the only thing you can think of when you think of a character. Perhaps it's just bad writing. Mm-hmm. Because Kamala Khan, I, you should read this actually. Okay. Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Um, She's such a wholly created person uh-huh. that it's not just about the fact she's Muslim. It's the fact that she's Muslim in America. It's the fact that she's Muslim in America and she's a young woman. Oh. It's the fact she's Muslim in America, a young woman going through teenage years. Right. So she's such a well-rounded character. She's dealing with her parents who are not really all that strict but like kind of old-fashioned. Yeah. Her brother's becoming a little fundamentalist. It's actually a very interesting take on the whole thing. Huh. The writer herself is an American woman, if I'm not mistaken, but is a, but is a converted to Islam. Okay. As well as the producer, Sana Amanat, is, right, right, right. I think it's safe to assume is a Muslim American. Uh-huh. It's very interesting. I think it's a really good comic book. And I love that I'm back now in comics. There's so many things to catch on with, so many good comic books. So many good stories are just told in the comics medium that just don't get enough attention. Awesome. Well, I mean, Miss Marvel's a character that's going to get plenty of attention in the coming months. Coming soon, yeah. Um, because uh, her movie is going to come out maybe next year or the year after Probably that. Probably a year after, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean... I think it's cool. I think it's cool that they're going for diversification of their roster, um, shake things up a little bit, because the world is becoming more global. Exactly. I know that was a weird sentence to say, but, you know, the, the world's becoming smaller, you know? Places are becoming a lot more interconnected. You know, if you saw that whole Time article about, oh, what will humans look like in 2000, you know? Like, sorry, two, two, 2000, yeah. 200? <laughs> 2000. 2100. <laughs> what will people look like in 2100? 85 years from now? Yes. Okay, got it. And like they, they theorize that, you know, the, the, the average human would look like kind of like a... You did not silence your phone. You unprofessional little I shit. I didn't know we were recording. <laughs> I, I didn't even know what device that was. <laughs> Something peaked. Anyway, so yeah. yeah but like they, 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 they personified like the human of 2100 to be like this like kind of um, darker skinned, vaguely um, ethnic person yeah and that makes sense with all the cross-pollinating going on mm-hmm. it's great so you know comics having that um being early on the ground floor for that it's it's cool i'm, I'm all good of that yeah speaking of muslims I, I have i have a pretty sure i'm pretty sure we have a fair amount of muslim listeners so you know shout out if you guys shout are out. if you guys are fasting um keep going of that all the best yep um i'm really okay like i've always been around like muslim people my entire life you know mm-hmm. growing up in local you schools. know i haven't actually which is yeah. very interesting like growing up in local schools i've I mean, always not, kind not of, in and of itself that's not interesting like we'll get into it <laughs> yeah, yeah like growing up with like uh in local schools and everything i grew up with muslims around me um uh, going back to indonesia things like that but i've never been as immersed in it as i have been for the last two three weeks filming no no yeah two three weeks filming uh for the hbo indonesia, show yeah because the filming for the hbo show is going on in indonesia with a largely indonesian cast and crew so meaning largely muslim sure um so i'm and like i'm spending every like you know five six days a week of these people and these are like the stuntmen the everybody like the gaffers the, the so like cast, they're working their yeah, asses off the cast, sweating in the, the sun crew, everything and like i this is my first time ever being like so in it because i'm spending like every single hour of the day with right. you know some of with them and i'm really getting like you know 
know, the sense of, you know, the fasting experience, the prayers and everything. It's a beautiful process, man. Like, oh, I've, never, I've never really, like, looked into it or never really been um, experiencing it firsthand. Um, so <coughs> when it was time to break fast, right, uh, I'm living with one Malaysian and one Indonesian in, like, this um, kind of, like, uh, chalet kind of thing, like a holding house. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had to do their prayers. And I asked them, like, is it cool if I just kind of, like, um, sit Chill. by you guys watch. and like, yeah, sit by you guys and watch because I've never seen it happen up close before. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, check it out. So they laid their mats down. They 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 dressed up and everything. Like mm-hmm. they were just in their underwear, kind of like hanging out in the house. And they purposely <laughs> went to their rooms to change into something decent. You know, like long pants, a shirt. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And like, they put a mat down. They cleared up room. They moved the dining table. They and they just started like praying. And it was like, it was a really really cool thing to experience. Like I've never, I've just never seen it firsthand before. So, um, if you guys are fasting right now, um, wish you guys all the best. Get to that, uh, get to that sun sundown sunset. Yeah. Get to that sunset and salam and book a puasa, guys. When yeah, that man. happens, and then we're let's go eat some food, hey? Hey. <laughs> so what have you been up to, bro? Okay, what I've been up to. Okay, so I struggle with um, what I was gonna share because it it's been a crazy week for me. Um, but I don't want to bore you guys with all the details of performance and whatever and blah blah blah. So instead, I'm gonna do like a semi. Do you check this shit out? Slash what I've been up to. Okay. Slash. Ooh, um, hybrid. Yeah. Slash. I just kind of want to talk about this because I think it's so cool. Fair okay. enough. So, uh, there is this uh, software company. No, sorry. Uh, technology company. Yeah, I guess. Technology company uh, called Xiaomi. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, Xiaomi. but it's based in China. Xiaomi, directly translated, means small rice. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so it's uh, S. How do you spell that? X I A O. X I A O M I, Xiaomi. Yeah. I thought Mi was noodles. Uh, no, that's in that's in Malay. Oh, it's all languages are so confusing. Right. In in Chinese noodles noodles are mian. Oh. And, and uh, rice is either fun or mi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, Xiaomi directly translated. Means Ladies, I'm I'm a fun me. <laughs> Get me out on a Friday night. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so... Drunk me is a fun me. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Um, okay, but, so you got your rice uh, headphones. Okay, so I was I was just always very curious about this company, Xiaomi, because they are the third largest um, device distributor when it comes to, like, mobile devices. Well, according to who? According to the world. Third largest in terms of market shares, in terms of distribution. First being Apple, second being Samsung, third being Xiaomi. What about Sony? Um, no. Pretty low down the list. Really? Yeah, you'd be surprised, man. Like, Xiaomi is really the little company that could. Huh. And you have to remember that China is a huge part of the world. Like, yeah. China takes up a good fraction Pretty of the big. world. Yeah. And, you know, people there, they crave, like, the mobile devices and the technology and everything. So, of course... Xiaomi is doing pretty well for themselves. But what I, what I love about this company, I knew almost nothing about it. But a couple months ago, I had a friend that got a new phone. <coughs> and I was just messing around with his phone. He's like, oh, like, did you get this new phone? Like messing around with the, with the OS, checking it out. I was like, oh, this is a pretty cool one. Is this like the new model of Samsung? Is this like the new Galaxy 5 or whatever? And he's like, oh, no, man, it's a Xiaomi phone. I'm like, what? Because I, I have heard of Xiaomi at the time, but I associate it with like kind of like, um, knockoff, shitty, like, subpar phones. So their phones are out already? Oh, yeah, they're fully they just out. Look, okay, I'm they, looking at them now. They just, look, for a while. they just look like iPhones. Yeah, they've been around for a while. And um, I had never seen one firsthand, and I always kind of just thought, oh, it's like knockoff, you know, China, whatever, nonsense. Right. And I'm looking at it in my hands right now, and I, if you told me this is a Samsung, I would totally have believed you. The OS looks more or less the same. The hardware feels solid. Everything's fast. The browser's good. YouTube is good. Um, the, 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 the keyboard, the keypad is pretty uh, instinct. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Instinctive. Um, instinctive, yeah. 
Um, I was just blown away. So like the, my curiosity for this company grew. Come in this week. This week I lost another pair of in-ear headphones Shit for the freaking seventieth huh? time. Like those bloody in-ear headphones. There, I always they either get lost or I leave them in my pockets and they get destroyed in the washing machine. The thing with me though is that I I go through in-ear headphones like maybe once every four or five months. They just die on me. Like once they I just will die? just die. Huh. That's why I go with Klipsch because it's super easy to change them out. But they suck. I hate Klipsch so much. No, for me, it's just that I lose them. I just lose track of them because I wear them very often. Listen to podcasts, listen to music, whatever. I wear them very often wherever I go. So I decided, like, I need to find, like, you know, um, in-ear headphones that are maybe, like, I I know it sounds kind of terrible, but a little bit expendable. You know, like, ones that that I wouldn't mind losing. So I looked into the market and turns out Xiaomi makes um, these pair of in your headphones called pistons. Mm. Yeah. I looked into it, I checked it out online, and I decided to get a pair. Okay, no, I didn't get a pair, I got several. Yeah. Um just in case. Yeah. So are you gonna give me one to use? Um good because I hate my clipses right now, dude. Give it okay. to me. I'm gonna let you listen to something first. Okay, real quick. Just put on I, I have Oh, this is good for the podcast listeners. <laughs> no, no no I'm gonna commentate the whole time. So I'm plugging in the headphones to my phone right now. Okay. I'm gonna play you um what I think is like the standard for testing out headphones, <coughs> which is um Daft Punk's latest album. Okay. Um Random Access Memories, because this is a beautifully produced album, so I think it's a good way to kind of Nice. Yeah. I've also been sick this week, so I'll be coughing quite a bit. Cool. I'll so try I'm to do it in editable points. But anyway. On the song Doing It Right featuring Panda Bear, Daft Punk. Okay. Wow. So the song's playing right now. John's listening to the song. He's having his headphones, the Xiaomi headphones on. They're really good. Right after this, I'm going to ask him to guess the price of these headphones. I don't think he can hear me now. He's, I'm playing music. You good? He's, he's dancing. He's dancing and dancing. So clear. Doing it right. Everybody I'm just waiting for the bass to drop because I right. want to hear the bass. Oh, I'll fast forward. Oh, fast forward. Oh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What's so. we call it? The sound space is so nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, sound space is like kind of like the three dimension. Uh, how do you how do you describe sound space? The space design. It's like it's like if if you were listening to the sound in a room, yeah. sound space is how the headphones like recreate that sound. Yes. So you're gonna make me guess the price? Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, I want to make I want to let you guess the price before I do that. I want to let you see the packaging. I'm walking to the other side of the room right now. Cause... All right, Nathan's going across the room to show me his package. It's wrapped up. Okay. Oh, it's smaller than I thought it would be. So this is the packaging of the headphone itself. It's really it's also light in color. I didn't think it was gonna be that light. So there's the package. I have it in my hands. The package is in my hands. It's good heft. Judging by the package, judging by the sound quality. Well, Mama always told me never to judge a package by its package. (laughs) Judging by the build of the headphone, guess the price right now. 200 bucks. Mm, A little cold. Way cold. Uh, Cold which way? Uh, Let's go 79.99. I'm just going to tell you. $700,000. $700,000. I'm just going to tell you, each pair costs $3 17, trillion. Dollars. $17. 17 bucks? $17. Oh, $17. no wonder you bought so many. $17 for this amazing pair of headphones. And like, this is not an ad. This is, they're not sponsoring us. Xiaomi, if you want to sponsor us, I don't mind. Shout out. <laughs> but um, they're not a sponsor. I was just so blown away that, you know, they were able 17 to... $17? Yeah, bucks. They wow. were able to build something like this and keep the prices so low. And that made me start thinking. You know what? It's probably because he's child labor. God, I love child labor. 
so good. It's probably but true. But it's got it's got a microphone. It's <laughs> pretty sound isolation-y. <laughs> that's probably true. But yeah. um, here's the thing though. That's like, the blood of Xiaole. <laughs> that's a Chinese name, right? No, let's let's not get into Huang that. Long talk. Okay, no, I don't want to talk about that okay, right now. Yeah, let's I'm let's gonna, just enjoy our commercial products and I'm not gonna, think about where it came from. I'm gonna pick my battles, um, but. Okay, Dude. all this was made by Chinese kids. Everything I'm pointing at in your room. <laughs> okay. Except for this French bottle of water. Okay, so um, the build on it is fantastic. The price is $17. That's, That's something crazy. that sounds great and it's built great. I think I might switch over to them now too. I might buy 10 of them. Yeah, but here's the thing though. Like, it, it made me start thinking like, what the hell? Apple, Samsung, what are you doing? If you go to the Apple store right now and you buy one of like their default headphones but these are 10 times better than the default headphones. yeah but the default headphones from, from apple they cost like what like 60 70 dollars i'm not sure yeah here's but yeah. the thing like this okay the, the the motto of this company of xiaomi is that they want to sell the product they want to sell the hardware they don't want to sell their brand you know mm. so so they want to build a reputation on the quality of their exactly stuff. That's, exactly that's and, they, and they, they try to have the prices not be way too high above the cost price you know what that is that's oddly american yeah. That's an oddly American idea. Mm. Something well made, made in America. Well, but then again, like, you know, America's also a lot about commercialism and consumerism and all those yeah, things. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like, back in the day, you know, yeah. there used to be a pride of like, these shoes are made in America. They're yeah. made in America. But like, see, like, Apple and Samsung, they've gone to the point where they're selling their brand, you know? Uh -huh. Like, they have like this thing that the cost prices may be like $200 and they're selling it for 8 you know? Yeah. And like, when but, I look well, at... Well, they can. They can they, get away they from can. it. They totally can. It's just that when a company like this pops up, you guys Jump are in them. trouble. Support you guys them. are in trouble. Like, once... I don't think they're that in trouble, but I will definitely be switching from my shitty-ass headphones to these ones. I'm going to order something right now. But like, once... Okay, but Xiaomi's branching out because they've, they've always been isolated in China. That's why it's never really branched out. But you that's know why, why also, so many people Xiaomi is a shitball's name for a company. Kind of is. <laughs> it sounds like one of those like textbook names. Like, um... Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it basically sounds like a generic, like, like Tom or Paul or yeah. John. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, I, that just got me. Th so that was kind of what I was thinking about but, the whole week. But I mean, like, is that also because it's new? I mean, if, if you... Like, been, Xiaomi if you been met an alien, be like, this is Sony, this is Xiaomi. They both sound pretty stupid, I guess. Xiaomi has been around for a while. This is Apple. It's also a fruit. I don't know why we did that. It's not just because it's new. Like, Xiaomi has been no, around for a while. Around it's been around since 20, 2010. 2010. That's five years. That's nothing in the life. $12 billion last year? That's a lot. Man, stuff is happening in China. I don't even know, bro. I'm telling you, man. Well, I mean, I guess the closed market is, you know, one of the biggest reasons why. But it's interesting because, like, you know... For more than a decade now, you hear that China's the next new superpower, China's the next new thing. And I'm like, okay, but where do I see that? I know that has to be true, but I don't know shit about economy. I don't know blah, blah, blah. But what I understand is this. I understand commercialism. <laughs> so if you're giving me a product that is this good. And yeah, that cheap. Shows the sign of China. Thanks, China. Thanks, China. Because you're doing your thing. Yeah, so that was just like my little discovery of the week. I thought it was really cool. I wanted to share that with you guys. So if you're looking for a pair of cheap earphones, uh, if you're like me and you constantly lose them, look into getting some Xiaomi pistons. They really, they're, they're, Do they have different uh, levels of headphones? Because, um, man, if the 17 one sounds like this, I would like to try the $40 ones. Um, I believe this is one model, and then they have like an over-ear model. Oh, no, I want in-ear. Yeah, this is their only in-ear, I believe. Um, but yeah, like it's. I, I know that sounded like a commercial. I swear it wasn't. I just no, wanted. No, no, no. I just wanted to share discovery with you guys. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. Being being amazed by Chinese products. Yeah, it's great. Alrighty, what's our next segment, man? Well, let's talk about some fan stuff, shall we? Fan. Sh oh yeah, it was that was supposed to be our first segment. That was supposed right? to be our first one, but again, you caught me off guard and I wasn't prepared. Some and beach. now we're trying to <laughs> recover. Play that music, white boy. 
Listen to us talk all day You've got things you wanna say All you do is ask Cause we read your shit Fan segment We read your shit This is quickly becoming my favorite segment I, I just love reading from you guys. I love getting responses from you guys because it makes us feel like we're not talking to nobody. Yeah, <laughs> you guys exist. This isn't just a thing in our minds. <laughs> and it's very important if for the show to keep going. We need to know that there's actually people on the other side of this microphone. Are, if, you, are you out there? If there isn't, there's really no Hello. point behind this. No, um, no. So th- yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for telling a friend. Thank you for giving us your responses. This segment is for you. Yeah. So, so what do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with Eka. Eka commented on... Um, I pronounce it Eka. 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 Eka, Eka. She, pron- she, um, commented, she commented on the, um, the last episode of Good Hang episode on goodhangpodcast.com. <clears throat> she said, I enjoyed this episode. I'm going to read it in Eka's voice. Yeah, okay. I'm going to assume she's a girl. Okay. I enjoyed this so much. It makes my waiting time in the airport less boring. This is side, not misogynistic at all. Side note, I listen to podcasts at the airport a lot, so... I'm with it's you. A, you listen to podcasts, but airports are particularly good. Ha! And I love arancini. I love cheese. I love gays. I love bluegrass. And I just love this episode. You two are so fun. And if you want to check out some bluegrass, you should go for this too. The Broken Circle Breakdown. It's a band, I guess. I don't know how that was, but that was simultaneously sexist and somehow racist. <laughs> That you 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 no I don't think it was sexist or racist at all I okay. think it was a fine tribute to Eka <clears throat> but thank you very much Eka yeah that was a fun episode I I liked I really did like talking about cheese I was very I was I love talking about cheese um like whenever we have conversations about food I kind of just like I can talk for like yeah. hours on end about that because yeah pretty much that's how I got fat basically food, my love for food that's how I got fat as a child as well because food is a thing that is good. And, like, honestly, I would like to think that I'm, like, a snob of cheese, but, dude, I would eat it out of a can. Yeah, man. I would eat it out of, like, plastic. Out of a jar. Out of a jar, out of plastic triangles. Out of a woman. I'm a cheese whore. So, yeah, thank you, Eka, for that comment. And Broken Circle Breakdown, we will, I'm going to. That sounds fun. I'm going to That's a cool name for a band or an album, whatever that is. That sounds awesome. I believe it's a movie. Like a musical Broken movie? Circle, really? Yeah. Wait, whatever it is, we'll check it out. Whatever it is. Well, on the on the flip side of uh, Cheese Talk, <laughs> um, another one of our listeners did not enjoy the Cheese Talk. Uh, we're talking about Charlotte. Charlotte, thank you very much for commenting. Uh, she says, this episode got me. Cringe badly at the favorite... No, I'm, I'm, I should say it in Charlotte's voice, right? Yeah, okay. okay. This episode got me. Cringe badly at the favorite thing segment because cheese... You got a listener here that's a total opposite when it comes to cheese, because those are some detailed descriptions. I really hate cheese, but I still take pizza. Oh, the irony, which I never failed to get shot down for. So Charlotte sounds like a young Morgan Freeman. Exactly. Okay. Dang, Charlotte, how how do you go through your life not liking cheese? Mm. Also, eating pizza. How does... I don't understand the math, but again, you do you. Uh, again, she says... By, <clears throat> By the way, another awesome episode, and I can't seem to find a bigger and better word for it. Been a follower since the first, thanks to an assignment I had to work on. Checked out the podcast and shared the goodness for the story. No, I was- Charlotte! It's time for dinner! Come down here! Leave me alone, Mama. I'm coming to Boy, you. Boy, don't you 
talk to me like that, I'll smack you right outside your head. Come down for dinner. Why you gotta name me Charlotte, Mama? <laughs> All the kids in school make fun of me. That's where you were conceived in Charlotte, South Carolina. <laughs> I'm gonna. Boy, don't you cry. I'll smack you. I'm gonna make myself okay. feel better. This is definitely <laughs> racist. Towards what race? Not really sure. I don't know. But anyway. No, but Charlotte, thank you so much for your kind words. Thank you so and much. And also, what kind of project has you listening to podcasts? That's such a cool project. That's a cool project. Um, I want to go to your school. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Charlotte. Do we have any other fan responses? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Back in episode four messages, Kate, C-A-I-T, Kate, 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 Kate. I think it's pronounced Sate. Sate. Okay. Sate said... Um, I love you both. Ah, oh, you make painting a lot more interesting. She's Irish. Ah, oh, you paint. Is that Irish? Most Irish people paint. I was a little disappointed that Nathan didn't talk about Berkeley, but it's okay. I understand why you wouldn't. It might be too much information. I still enjoy the podcast just as much. John, your voice is what? John, your voice is adorable and makes me happy. Oh, I love you, Kate. So I will stop mocking your accent. <laughs> I'll read the rest of that. Okay. She says, "LOL, I like when you guys curse because it's funny as hell." That's a cool rhyme. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about another book that would be good to mm. read? The Martian but was great. Oh yeah. Um, and also, I like the fact that you guys record so late because I think you guys are sort of delirious, and that makes for a much more interesting podcast. Hell yeah! Actually, yes. <clears throat> good idea. I've been reading a lot of books lately, and I want to suggest Nathan a book for this week but you know he's been really busy and it takes a long time to read a book it's not really fair so <clears throat> instead I will suggest a book for you Nathan to read and for everyone to read especially if you like The Martian there's a book out called Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. Have you heard about this book? I have not but it sounds like a gaming book. This book is the bomb. It's set in <clears throat> post-apocalyptic America. Um, everything's gone to shit. Everyone, no one has any more money except for there's this huge Bill Gates figure who has recreated the internet. Basically, he's made a new version of the internet, virtual reality. It's amazing. So Al Gore. Yes, <laughs> Al Gore 2.0. Okay. He dies and he leaves his fortune to the one lucky person who can solve the world's most difficult riddles, follow this treasure trail, and claim his treasure. And it's all based on 1980s pop culture. Huh. Video games, movies, stuff like that. It's amazing. And here's the kicker. It's being made into a film, I think either 2016, 2017, directed by one Steven Spielberg. That is sick. It's great. It's one of the best books I've ever read. I, th I would say Ready Player, Mar uh, Ready Player One and The Martian are tied for my favorite books to come out in the past couple of years. That's amazing. So Kate, check that out if you haven't already. It's There's an audiobook version read by Will Wheaton, so that's pretty fun. Ooh. <laughs> Will Whedon of Star Trek fame. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you, Kate, for listening. Thank you, Kate, for um, taking the recommendations. We're going to talk a little bit about the Martian in the Check the Shit Out yes, segment. Yes, Nathan finally finished it, basically. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Um, uh, last thing. But yeah, thanks, Kate. Ivan, over on Facebook, sent us a message. Oh, you can, yes, you go can Go to our that. fan page and send us you a message there. You can do that on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Ivan said, I was listening to your podcast, and I just want to laud your efforts for keeping it real. The part that I relate to most from your conversation was about the accent. I grew up in Singapore, lived here all my life, and growing up, I didn't have any friends, aww, yeah. but I listened to radio a lot, so I guess that's how I got my accent, quote-unquote. Initially, I wasn't affair, aware of it until some acquaintances remarked, usually pleasantly, about my accent, and I've become more conscious of it now, especially since I started listening to all the amazing podcasts on iTunes. Uh, in fact, I'm considering doing my own podcast, Ooh. but I'll probably sound lame compared to you guys. Hey, 
Ivan, is that his name? Ivan? Ivan. Ivan. Um, I replied to you on Facebook um, because that's what we do. We do reply. Um, but I'm going to reply you here as well. Um, thank you very, very much. Um, thanks, bro. Yeah, thanks so much uh, for relating, for just listening, and just being so involved with what we're doing here. But here's the thing. Um, neither of us really knew wh- wh- whether or not um, a podcast would be a good idea. Uh-huh. Um, before we released our first episode, we actually released, we actually recorded two trial episodes um, because we were just that insecure about, you know, our ability to be um, functioning podcasters. Practice run, basically. Yeah, yeah. Also because the medium just doesn't exist very much in Singapore yeah. and all that stuff. But that's really why we did it. We did it because, first of all, to see why the hell not. You know, if you want to do something, just you, the best way to do it is just to do it, really. Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, no, Ivan, I have to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the kind words. Yeah. No, as to starting your own podcast, I just have to say, hey, motherfucker, <laughs> step off my turf, bitch. <laughs> There's only room in this country for one motherfucking podcast, and it's good. Hang on. You want to step up to me? You want to step up to me? Bring it on, punk. That's bring it on. He, he, he means that. Do bring it on. No, bring Do, it on. Yeah, please. Like, if you ever want to start a podcast, anyone out there, you know, you feel like you have thoughts that are interesting to others, or you just have a friend that you love talking to and you think it's worth sharing, you know, why not? Do, do a podcast. Yeah, Make it a create thing. stuff. Create books. Create, write a start a blog. Do whatever it takes. Look, yeah. here, I'm going to put this out here. I'm not going to put this on anything because he's a busy guy. But if any of you want to start a podcast, I would love to be a guest on your podcast. Ooh. Assuming you do not kill me. <laughs> But other than that, it's Or fine. do funny things to his butt. Um, um, eh, you down for that? We'll see. Depends. On Friday and Saturdays only. It depends. Um, but, hey man, yeah, I mean, blogging, so 2000 and late. <laughs> YouTube, so 2000 and later. It really isn't, but you know. But po- I think podcasting is such a cool medium that, you know, you guys can get into. It's not too difficult. Um, just try it out, you You just know? need a microphone, an internet feed, an idea, and an idea. And, and, and a mouth. That helps. Um, yeah, well, if we're going to break it down, then you need a diaphragm <laughs> and a voice box. Shut up. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for the responses. You make what we do here feel like a real thing. Yeah. So thank you, guys. That was We Read Your Shit. That's We Read Your Shit. Okay, next segment. What is going on in the news? One, two, three, four! World news, interviews, wall on terror, puppy shoes, television, movie, sports, racist rants, tiny horse, so many things in the world we're in. Did you hear about that thing? This was kind of a slow news week, huh? I think, okay. There was no, like, colossally huge news. Yeah, I mean, but a couple weeks ago, we had the Charlotte shooting. We had, for that, we had gay gays being uh, allowed to marry. This week, not, not, not a big... Not well, okay, enough. this this week... No, no, here's the thing. This week You was can tell a, because my voice gets high-pitched. This week was a fun news week. Yes, I think. that's true. So, not a lot of, you know, um, big news stories. Thankfully, not a lot of tragedy, but lots of good, fun stories. Mm. So, first off, uh, let's talk about... <laughs> okay... So the Oxford Dictionary has a new update. So oh, every snap. so every year the Oxford Dictionary updates their um what do you call it like dictionary dictionary <laughs> the Oxford Dictionary updates their dictionary every year and kind of just puts in new words into the vernacular um, to keep because, up with the times to keep up with the times and also kind of as like a chart you know a, a historical chart um, to kind of like so for example say someone from twenty thirty five hears the word twerk. And they go like, what does twerk mean? They can go to the Oxford Dictionary and check it out. And they can see, oh, twerk popularized back in 2007. 
and it kind of phased out in 2022. Things like that, you know? Huh. Like they can find out the history, the meaning to a word, and everything. And some people, they're a little bit, like, skeptical about it. They should say, oh, the English language is a pure thing and you shouldn't mess with it. Don't put in, like, shitty pop culture words. The thing is, like, all these new additions, they're not always meant to be like you know like fully serious like language things to use of course you don't use them in proper i mean a dictionary it's just it's a you know it's a record it's a history of yeah, the words that are being used so yeah by all means you don't have whatever. to use it in you don't have to use it in like wow you know, look at proper these languages yeah. wow that's crazy but like you know okay an example of um words that didn't exist um before or like weren't popularized or before in the dictionary anyway. yeah so in the 90s um words that came uh were updated were words like geek mm-hmm. screensaver spam Sure. You know, all words that we use very commonly now. So, yeah, don't hate in the new editions of the dictionary. So, John, I'm going to... Okay, so they updated the dictionary. There's almost 500 new words. Wait, wait. In this newest entry, there's 500 new words? About there, yeah. Wait, in, in June of 2015? Well, they updated like every couple of months. Right. And I believe like all these here um, are also... like The list is just like a whole compiled list. Wow. So for this year... Some fun ones though. So the new words of 2015. I'm going to read a bunch to you. Autotune. Sure. Blu-ray. Hey, hey. Bukaki. Okay. Crowdfunding. Yarn bombing. Twerk. Ship. <laughs> retweet. Photobomb. And fap. Oh my god, this is even more fun. Okay, I found a website. <laughs> <coughs> fap, that's funny. <laughs> but these ones have <coughs> actual definitions. Yeah. So we have air punch. Noun. Thrusting one's clenched fist up into the air. Typically as a gesture of triumph. Don't you forget about me. Amazeballs. Amazeballs. Adjective. Informal. Very impressive. Enjoyable or attractive. (laughs) Wait, can you look up uh, what's the definition of bukkake? I don't think it's on this one, but we know what bukkake is. That's gross. If you play Cards Against Humanity, you know what bukkake is. Uh, (laughs) Let's see here. If you know the internet, you know what bukkake is. Pretty much. Hot mess. Noun, U.S., informal, a person or thing that is particularly unsuccessful or disordered. I just want to hear, like, a formal person's, like, explanation of what these words mean. Side boob. Noun, informal, the side part of a woman's breast as exposed by a revealing item of clothing. YOLO, abbreviation, informal, you only live once, expressing the view that one should make the most of the present moment. That's pretty good. I love it. Oxford, you you guys are killing it. Um, but again, I, I'm all for these kinds of things because, you know, it's a historical kind of like, they're charting it, you know? I believe, I believe people in 2050 are going to want to know what uh, fat means or twerk or photobomb or shit. Do you know what yarn bombing is, John? No, what's yarn bombing? Okay, so yarn bombing is another, it's one of the new words that they've uh, put up in um, the Oxford Dictionary. I didn't really know too much about it either, but when I heard it, I was like, yarn bombing? What the hell is that? Is that kind of some kind of sex act? Because it sounds a little bit like what bukkake would be, like yarn bombing, you know, like if you look at it in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but what is it? Really? Turns out yarn bombing is a form of vandalization. It is a term of graffiti. Like throwing yarn, like well, okay, it's not really like TPing, like TPing out. No, no, yeah, not yeah. so much. It's okay. Um, so traditional graffiti, of course, spray paint on walls. You know, like you know, uh, some people have innovated by putting like stickers up or like mosaic tiles or whatever. Yarn bombing is when they crochet stuff, like knit stuff together, and install them in like different uh, locations. Okay. So like a popular place to put them is on like say fire hydrants. Ooh, like is it like a doll? Well, no, 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 no. Like, they will yarn, they'll knit, like, a crochet thing, 
around a uh, fire hydrant. Oh, like a crochet around the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Wow, or, like, or like around a tree or around a lamppost. And be like, boom, yarn bombed. Yeah, that's like what they call yarn bomb. It's like Hilarious. a new, it's like a, it's almost like an ironic form of like vandalization. Right, because like, it's you know, really like, nice and pleasant. Yeah, as opposed to like badass, like gangster, oh. like graffiti, bloods and crypts and all that stuff. It's like, you know, they put yarn, like colorful rainbow yarn around trees, lampposts, fire hydrants. So, as far as vandalization goes, I'm all for yarn bombing. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, additions like auto-tune, Blu-ray, crowdfunding, ship. You know what ship is, right? Like like ship like a wanting a two people to get together in fandom. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That, that I, I recently learned what that meant. Oh really? Yeah. Well, because like, I read a lot of fanfic when I was lonely. <laughs> now see, like whenever Harry they said, Potter and Hermione Granger do should belong together. Whenever they said like you know I shipped them together, I never really knew what that meant. A relationship. Oh. Hey, you know what slash is? No. Slash is ships that are gay. Why? Uh, I don't know. It's slash fiction. It's just I don't know. But they always apply it when you say slash fic. It means it's a hetero, uh, oh, okay, homoerotic. Okay, okay. So fan like, fiction. so like our slash ship name would be Jonathan. Yeah, but it's very anti. That's kind of that's kind of boring. N- John Tono. Can Hartosio. Hard cantos. Hartosio sounds like a gay Hispanic fashion designer. Hello, my name is Hartosio. Exactly. Collecting, I'm going for the minimalist. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's the new words. Those are the, the new Oxford words in the dictionary. dictionary. What else you got? What else you got? What else I got? Okay. So, to all you dating enthusiasts out there, <laughs> shout out! <laughs> shout out! All the lonely people. Where do they all belong? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Where Tinder. do you get? Where? Nope. No. Nope. Not Tinder. Not Tinder. Grinder. Not Grinder. Not Grinder. Where? Not OkCupid, not uh, Match.com, not Match.com. Why not? Is there a new hit place to go? There's a new kid on the block oh, dating no. dating app of aficionados. It is called Tindog. Tindog? Tindog. Tindog. So if you look up on your app store right now and you search Tindog, that's T-I-N-D-O-G. Basically Tinder, but you know, you replace E-R with O-G. Tin dog is exactly what it sounds like. I took, so I was typing to John like earlier, like, "What do you guys want? What do you want to talk about on the news today?" Mm-hmm. And I typed "tin dog." He replied, "Tin dog is that Tinder for dogs?" Yep. <laughs> I just said that yes. is exactly what it is. That's find exactly other, what it is. Find other dogs and their owners around you. So what it does, wow. right, is you create a profile. You create a profile for your dog, and uh, it's a dual profile. So it's like the profile is the dog and the human. Yes, John, I created Jeez. an account. You and Nikki, huh? Trying to get some action. Well, no. See, it's I called it research. Nikki, huh? Trying to get some action. I call it research. Oh, did you get I'm, some? Did you get some swipe lefts? No. Huh? Huh? I'm a, I'm a dedicated podcaster. I'm a dedicated. I'm dedicated to giving you the best information as possible. Did you get some doggy so, dick pics? So, wow. Hey, oh. Can you imagine like that's Look at like, that free thing? <laughs> that's gonna be like, the new thing on Tinder. Like, that when they send messages to each other, like, hey, send me a pic. Like, hey, you up? Send me a pic. Like, <laughs> send like dog genitals. <laughs> or like the dog buttholes. Woof woof. Growl. Okay, that's terrible. Um, but yeah, because I'm so dedicated to giving you guys the best informi- information as possible. Please tell me some people respond I to you. Crea- no. I created yeah. a Tim Dog account <laughs> just to see how it goes because I was genuinely curious. So um, turns out what you do is you create an account for your dog. You upload pictures of your dog. Describe your dog. And then on the sub, kind of like below it, mm-hmm. you add your own profile. So your name plus like a little picture of you right. as well and details about you if you if you want to share them. 
And then uh, once you create those, it pretty much works exactly like Tinder. It searches for people around you, then you swipe left if you don't like the dog, and you swipe right if you like the dog. This is so, crazy. Yeah. Can you imagine what this is going to do for dog self-consciousness? You know? oh, true that. Self-esteem, I mean. True that. Oh. Dogs are going to feel terrible, man. Like, What if like your dog just doesn't get any right swipes? Bow wow. Boo wow. Yeah. Boo hoo. Okay, so what did you find from that? Anything else? Anything interesting you found? Okay, well, I didn't. I, I, I created the account mainly out of curiosity. I deleted it right after because I, I didn't want to be part of that. Only because, you know, um, dating apps scare me. Um, but, um, wow. It, it was. It, I think it's a pretty cool idea because, um, you know, connecting with people through your pets is an actual thing. Yeah. And I think it makes it much easier, you know, because, you know, you're, communing, you're communicating through these animals that you're so connected to. Yeah. So it kind of breaks the ice very, very easily, as opposed to, like, you know, meeting someone one-on-one for the first time. If you have the dogs, you have, like, dog stuff to talk about. And you have, like, oh, your dog, your coat's so pretty. Or, like, how do you keep his nail so neat? <laughs> or things like <laughs> well, that. Well, things like that. But the way I break it down, I mean, like, if you look at something like Tinder, it's basically trying to, like... Um, synthesize the experience of going to a bar. You'd be like, okay, that person's not that cute. That person is cute. Okay, that person's cute. That person seems interesting. Mm. Oh, okay, that person's cute. I'm going to go approach them and kind of get a feel for what they're like. Mm. So this is the same thing, but like for a dog park. Like, yeah, oh, it's like simulating the experience like of going to a dog park. Oh, our dogs are getting nailer. So um, if you have a dog, you like dogs, and you want to meet other dogs, if you know what I mean, you dirty dog. Ow, ow! Check out Tin Dog. And well, here's my concern, though. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't Nikki then scratch up your iPhone case, your iPhone, when she's swiping? No, see... Her paw, right? Well, no, John. The claws. No, John. How it works is the human runs the profile. But that's not fair for the dog. It really isn't. You're kind of judging for the dog. So that's the unfair part. That's you not know, fair. It's, it's a little bit like... I mean, a, I know you're a, her master, but do you have to act like her master? It's a little bit like arranged marriages. So there's something very... Um, okay, I'm not behind this tin dog anymore. This is bullshit. <laughs> poor dogs. You're basically like arranging marriages. That's horrible. Dog. This is terrible. But it's like arranged marriages. If like, do you think it's it, like, do you think India has an app like this? But like for humans, like for parents, <laughs> tin children. <laughs> like, it's like the kid's face, and then like the parents profile right below, and then like the parents are swiping left at other people's kids. Oh, that's horrible, dude. That ha- I, I swear to you. I swear to you. I'm trying not to say so many racist things right now. I swear now. to you, by this time next year, that'll exist. Dude, then we got to make it then. Let's make our millions of dollars. <laughs> Off India. India. <laughs> but where else does it range marriages? Is it just India? I don't know. I'm pretty ignorant of the fact. China? I think, I think China. China. I think China does that pretty much as well, right? So the two most populous countries, yeah. basically. Okay, so apparently it works. Apparently it works. Maybe it already exists. Probably. Tin human. What would it be in China? What would it be called? Um... I, I don't have a good enough grasp of the language to, to let you know. <laughs> tin, tin China. Tin children. Um, but yeah, Tin Dog. If you're into dogs and you're into humans, if you're into sniffing buttholes, um, go for that. Tin Dog. Toads, toads, toads. Okay, I think we'd be pretty remiss if we don't talk about Amos Yee. Amos Yee. Okay, so famous Amos. Famous Amos Yee. So, okay, so for, those, for those of you living outside of Singapore or living under a rock, Amos Yee is this... Um, well, we just don't give a shit because... Yeah. Anyway. Um, Amos Yee is this blogger slash YouTuber slash kind of just person um, who got into a bit of trouble uh, a couple of months ago. So a couple of months ago, um, I'm sure you guys know Lee Kuan Yew passed away. And right around the time of his passing, this kid Amos Yee decided to release a video on YouTube um, exclaiming, I quote, 
um, thank good uh, no uh, Lee Kuan Yew is finally dead that is kind of the whole essence of what he uh, of his message he just had a long video of ranty stuff just venting his anger at the world and targeted at Lee Kuan Yew basically yeah so uh, he's been he's experienced a lot of backlash for that because you know a lot of people were angry he attacked um, not only um, Singapore and its politics but he also attacked Christians and you know just like <laughs> people's modesty i guess um well well, yeah yeah, he upset a lot of people and there was a backlash to it he was sentenced to you know a couple of um months actually to he's uh, in prison yeah he's in uh, like correctional um behavioral treatment and all these things like mental institutions blah 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 Yeah, but the exact charge is wounding religious feelings exposing obscene images of deceased figures offensive comments about Lee Kuan Yew. Those are his official charges. Those are his official charges. Those are, like, they're wor- that's how they're worded. Wow. Um, so yeah, he's in a bit of trouble. And uh, a couple months since, uh, so like a couple days ago, there has been a very curious development. John, talk about that. Well, there's been protesters, not just in Singapore, which in itself is pretty amazing, but in Hong Kong, in Malaysia, a bunch of countries in the region are basically, Amnesty International is getting on board. They're basically saying, release this child from prison. Wow. So it's not just Singapore getting involved in this. No, no, people are... Because, like, okay, look, he's in prison for those charges, right? Yes. And look, I mean, I guess those are laws, and I guess whatever, but, okay, this is where my Americans can really, really come out. And look, it's July 4th in America right now, so my American is really going to come out. Fuck yeah! America! Well, the point is that he's being held for speaking his mind. Mm-hmm. So, in America, this could never happen because it's oh, free yeah. speech. We take that very... We take that very seriously. That's the First Amendment. Dude. Oh, we know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, you grow up in a culture where, like, you know, when you're stupid kids, you say stupid things. You'd be like, why'd you say that? That's hurtful. And you say, like, eh, free country, free speech. And, like, that's not quite what it means. Free speech means you can't be put in prison for saying whatever you want. Mm. Like, I could... People could be upset with you, but... Of the, course. But the law can't do anything The law about can't it. and shouldn't be able to do anything. I, these people are saying... Like, this one guy said, I will pay to have someone rape Amos Yee in prison. What kind of fucked up uh, thing is that to say? There's that one guy who slapped Amos Yee. Like, that's battery. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a real charge. That's, that's assault. That's a crime. That is an actual real crime. Like, the fact of the matter is, kids are going to say stupid things. And you know what? We should let them say stupid things and not have the... Fu- then you sh- they should have society, their parents, people around them, show them what's right or what's wrong. You fucking arrest them. What are you teaching them? You're teaching the next generation of kids to watch their mouths or they're going to go to prison. That's not a way to develop society. Look, I mean, maybe that's really controversial, huh? Especially in this country. But it's like, kids should be allowed to be stupid dickheads. You let them be stupid dickheads when they're kids, and when they're adults, hopefully they learn from that and become more mature adults with more creative thoughts, with more self-control. Because mm. it's like these people are like, oh, what this people are just saying like, what this kid did makes me so angry that I just want to put him in prison. Ah, just like I just want him out of my life. And it actually happened. He it actually happened. That's, cr- yeah, that's it, crazy. It, it, it is kind of nuts. Okay, like on one hand, yes, I do agree that the things he said were hurtful to like a large group of people. Sure, and sure. they were very controversial. Look, I don't agree with what he said. What he oh, said yeah, was of pretty course, of course. was totally dickish. But I will defend his ability to do so. Yeah, defend his right to do so because um, you know he he does seem like a little bit of a douchey little kid. Yep. But here's the thing, though. Like I, I think the essence of what John is saying is he is a kid. Let He's him a be kid. a douche. Let him be a douche. Let him learn from it. Don't like kind of oppress that douchiness because oppression will always be met with revolt. It'll always be met with some kind of like 
um, friction. Yeah, or fear or of a uh, inability to expand uh, creatively, emotionally, intellectually. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, okay, here's the thing. Like, as, as I say these words right now, <laughs> part of me is terrified that, like, we're going to get in trouble for this. Yeah. And I really shouldn't be. I should feel free to express the way I, uh, I feel as long as, you know, you don't offend anybody, as long as you don't kind of hurt and target people. I think, like, it should be okay to... Um, express your opinion. If Look, you do offend yeah. people, you know that's not okay to do as a human being. But it shouldn't be not okay. It shouldn't be no, yeah. It should be. It shouldn't be not okay in the eyes yeah. of the law. That's the thing. It's like, like I said. Like the most American part of me is my belief in free speech. Like I, I just started rewatching The West Wing because from time to time I'll rewatch my favorite shows. And now currently it's West Wing. And there's a part where someone. Uh, Penn and Teller, you know, the magicians, they guest star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of them burns the flag in White House. <laughs> and the idea is is that you're allowed to do that because it's in the Bill of Rights. Basically, uh, here's my quote. Look, I've never served in the military. I've never done any of that stuff. But what I have to say is that people have died for the flag but people have died for the idea of what it stands. So basically, what, oh, what I'm saying, it's a really tough thought, but my, basically what I'm saying is that I would be willing to fight for the flag and your ability to burn that flag because that's what freedom is, the ability to express yourself. And from an artist, that's the most important thing there is, is the ability to express yourself and not be put in jail for it. That's what I think anyway. He does have pretty hair, though. He does have very luscious like, hair. Like, you think he uses mane and tail, you know, that horse shampoo? Yeah. Yeah. I love how in this article that you have of him, he's eating a banana. He's eating a banana. Is that some kind of reference to him being a monkey? I'm a racist. I don't know. Okay. I feel like um, every human being right now, wherever you are right now, um, you should take two professionally shot pictures of yourself, one of you looking nice and happy, and one of you looking really villainous and angry. So, so in this case, you know, whenever you get in trouble, say, for example, in the next two weeks, you murder somebody uh, and they need a picture for the newspaper. you like eyes down, really yeah. serious they eyes. Can, they can take the, the villainous picture of you and put it in the in the. But in if the you newspaper. do something nice, like if you cure cancer. Oh, yeah. Then you can send in the good picture of you smiling. You're like, drinking a nice ice cold Coca-Cola. Man, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. You know where you guys can go for that? You go to johncanciophoto.com. <laughs> Professional headshot photographer. Nathan, yes. There's an inch on your floor. There is an inch on my floor. <laughs> so um, uh, I I I've probably edited a little bit because I had to let uh, an inch in. Uh, so in just our, just an inch, huh? Just an inch. Just the tip. So um, in just our in our little uh, podcasting studio, which is my room, really. Yep. Um, inch just walked in. Miss Inch Chua, local musician of Singapore and overall badass. She's pretty great. Yeah. Um, she should have picked up um something that I bought off of her because. She's here to pick up something that you bought off of her. Yes. What could that possibly be? It's complicated. Pick up that thing that I bought off of you. What the fuck? That is some philosophical shit. Wow. At first I thought Nathan misspoke, but no. He didn't. So listeners, what do you think about this whole Amos Yee thing? Oh, this is going to be edited out. Why am I even bothering? Inch, what do you think about this whole Amos Yee thing? Yeah, Inch. You want to share some thoughts? No thoughts. Alrighty. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, Inch, you want to play a game? Sure. Come over here. Sit over here. Sit in the chair. Sit in the hot seat. No, you have to sit up. You got rid of that giant poster piece in this room. I did. We did not talk about that. Okay. Nathan, I don't know how you're going to edit this together, but whatever. We're just going to continue on. I really don't. Inch, you ever play Heads Up? 
Uh, yes. Do you play the accent game? Oh, come on. We're going to uh, do this again. We're going to yeah. do the accent game? Three in a row, baby. Accent game. But Nathan, you get to sit this one out. Okay. This is like the age of extinction of accent games. Okay, ready? I'm really bad, though. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Here we go. Let's uh, try, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Doug, I'm cow. Howdy, partner. Yeehaw. Cowboy. Cowboy. Texas. Texas. Okay, Oklahoma. Pass, 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 pass. Woody? <laughs> At first, I thought she was doing a robot. Oh, oh, I'm gonna bite someone's ear Mike, off. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yep. <laughs> supposed to make it sound like this. I don't know. I don't know this. You don't know this one? Okay. Pass. Oh, God. Um, Jesus. Someone have a seizure. I'm girl. Lots of girls. Michael Jackson. Oh, Bill, Cosby. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Tickle me Elmo. Bubbles. Yep, yep Elmo. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, no, pass. I don't know that accent. Uh, oh, why did I get Mike Tyson again? No, pass. It's the same thing again. Um, yeah, uh, we'll like to shoot some tips and cows and Cowboys. Texas, Oklahoma. Yep, yeah, yeah, Texas. All Texas. right. Um, oh, God. Uh, that was a good one, though. I could have so done that one. Let's see what we had here. Jo John, John Wayne, John. Mike Tyson, Georgian. Bill Cosby, Elmo. Donald Trump. And hey. that one came out just before. Long Island. Oh, Donald Trump doesn't go in. Long Island. Nathan did the one. He's like, it's next to New York, but it's like taller. <laughs> That's not bad. Okay, so. Um, no, I'm, I mean, that was, I was, I did the accent. He did the content. So I'm really not for this whole accent challenge thing. It just brings out all the racism in you. <laughs> I think um, the, but, the way you guys do it, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is literally. Look at me, I'm molesting girls. I stick my pudding pops and ladies. I was trying to imitate his sandy voice, you know. This is literally the third time we've done it, and it's no better than the first time. So, John, never pull that shit out again. <laughs> hey, man, it's the rule of threes in comedy. The rule of threes. That was like the age of extinction of, um, of games. So, speaking of. Terrible movies in the news as well is... Okay, did you know this, John Inch? They're making a Monopoly movie. That's so crazy. What? Based on Hasbro's Monopoly, the board game. So um, if you guys know, Hasbro has been slowly trying to make their... Uh, uh, yeah, well, they did a bat battleship, they're, right? They're trying to make their properties into movies. So the first, of course, was Transformers. And because that did so well, they went into Battleship. And because that did not well... <laughs> not, not well at all. They're, they're, going, going, well. they're <laughs> going into Monopoly. Because that is something that, you know, people do. So, John, I see you have that on, on your computer. I want you to read the plot plot of the movie to everybody listening right now. Okay, let's see. Where is it? The plot to the Monopoly oh, here, movie. Here, here. <clears throat> okay, the host... According to the film's official description, the story centers on a boy from Baltic Avenue Reference? who uses both chance and community in a quest to make his fortune, make him taking him on a fun, adventure-filled journey. It's about making your own luck. What makes you truly rich and, of course, avoiding jail time. <laughs> that is literally... What? <laughs> the, the pitch that Hasbro has made to whatever Lionsgate that is making this movie. You know what I want to know is that how does his eyesight get bad in only one eye? Like the monocle? The forces him to wear a fucking monocle. <laughs> See, okay, what I always wonder is how do how do people keep monocles in their eyes? Like, you have to like, you press like, it against like your cheek, right? Just eye just pressure, just squint, squint with yeah. one eye. Like, th doesn't that hurt a lot more than just... Than not being able to see with both eyes? I mean, without lack, having well, lack well, see, of depth at, perception? No, no, see, at the time of the inception of the monocle, spectacles already existed. Yes. People just kind of wore monocles to look fancy as fuck and 
Come on, guys. Oh, I didn't know you were quite the monocle expert there, and Nathan. I'm, I, I had a degree in monoclism, <laughs> and I just think it's it, it was so unnecessary. It was very, very unnecessary. I don't know. Maybe it's like one of those things where, you know, one eye degree is just completely exactly. off from the other. And if you, you know, took out the monocle, you would just, the monopoly man would just tip over. Yeah. Wear <laughs> spectacles and take, sense. Wear spectacles and take out one lens. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You'd look like an idiot. You look fancy like, people. You look like someone punched you in the oh, eye and, you and your look, lens flew out. And, and you look so good of a monocle with look. your freaking like cheek pressed up against the top of your head. Dude, I want any accessories <laughs> that come with a chain. I want a monocle. I want a pocket watch. watch. I want a chain from my wallet like I'm from the 90s. <laughs> These are the things I want, Nathan. Fair enough. I will, I will grant you that. But yeah, I mean, Monopoly movie, really? Guys, that's, that's kind of what Hollywood has become, right? This has just become like adaptations, <laughs> sequels, and superhero movies. But if Lionsgate's doing it, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Because <laughs> Lionsgate made Saw. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, they make really I was going to see, what have they been doing movies? lately? Oh, well, they did Hunger Games. They did uh, Hunger Games. Yeah, that's true. you know, but in general, the stuff that they do are generally darker and heavier and, like, cool, actually. So it's I want to I want to see the dark and gritty Monopoly movie. Right. Like the hey, Monopoly man like with hey, his top Monopoly hat. is pretty dark, okay? You know your true friends when you play that game. That is true. <laughs> that, that is, is true. true. I've, I've wanted to destroy that board several times when I played that game. <laughs> and the weirdest thing is he's tried, but he keeps coming back. <laughs> with different versions. Yeah. So the real question, though, have you guys ever played this game called Anti-Monopoly? No. What's that? Essentially communism. Okay. On a on a on a on a board. So it's like one person's the government, everyone else is the people, and the government takes the money from yeah, the people. Yeah, kind of. It. It's kind of hilarious, like anti-monopoly. I bet you all the money in the world that that board game was made in China, like actually physically made in China. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense, right? <laughs> and they were just like making it going like ah shit. No, Nathan and I are quite the board game geeks. To be honest, you should see my collection inch. But no, okay. I've never heard of anti-monopoly. Hmm. Oh really? But why don't they just call it? Duopoly? Omniopoly? Triopoly? Quadropoly? Quintopoly? Septopoly? Octopoly? Octopoly? Tentopoly? Tentopoly? Dodecapopoly? Dodecapopolis. Wow. Whatever it is, Monopoly movie. I'm, it's a bad idea, but I'm going to watch the hell out of it because. Yeah, I will watch it. I'll watch that shit. Yeah, literally. Go! Go for that free parking. Go! And then get that money that's just in the middle of the street. And oh then... no, don't go to jail. <laughs> oh no, I'm just visiting. I'm not there. Just visiting. <laughs> yeah. And then and no throw, worries. And then throw all the pieces at your grandma because you, she's cheating. Yep. <laughs> and then, oh no, little infant Tommy has swallowed the thimble. Oh no. We have to take him to the operating room. See, so that board game was probably the most unfair thing in the world because you could be a race car, or you a could be a plane, or you can be an iron. Or a hat. Yeah, like, the worst thing is the motherfucking <laughs> thimble. I think it's the iron. I think it's literally that. Like, why would wh- okay, whoever designed the pieces? Like, the quality there was just way off from the beginning. No, they were just like, we need something for the women. What do women like? They oh, like iron. And- no, no, wait, 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 no. Whoa, whoa. To be fair, to be fair, there was an iron and there was a high heeled shoe. I remember yeah. that well, the high heeled shoe. He- it was just like a shoe. It wasn't really. A it heel. was a high heeled shoe. What? It was a high heeled shoe for a man, but it was. Just- yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was for a man. It was like a loafer with. So with monopoly, really monopoly was sexist. You know, <laughs> what? maybe it like, was like one of those androgynous shoes. Yeah. You know, it's like we don't want it to be a boy or a girl. Why was there a thimble piece? What is a thimble? A thimble no one really uses a thimble. A thimble protects your finger from when when you're sewing. sewing. Yeah. Oh, I always thought it was like a cup that midgets drank out of. But there's a hole in the bottom of it. There's multiple holes. Uh, it's impossible. Also, <laughs> Peter Dinklage, if you're listening, I'm sorry. We don't mean to be midget dwarfist. Little dwarfist. I meant to say dwarf. little people. I meant to say dwarf. I'm sorry. 
Um, That's just mean. Thimbles are tiny, man. They're that big. <laughs> I just, I've never seen a thimble in my life. Yeah, uh, did you play Monopoly? Our <laughs> children will never know what a thimble is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So then it'll be a thing. Or a battleship. Or a battleship. Or, te- or, or telephones that you put up against your ear and mouth. You know, like the ones that are shaped like... You know, like you know, like the phone symbol on your iPhone, like when you when you look at the phone symbol. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. like a fucking with a receiver. Yeah, like like the, the traditional phone symbol. No yeah. one uses that anymore. Exactly, like our children are not gonna like they're gonna look at that logo and go. Like, what is this stupid what is logo? That, what is that C shaped thing? Why why is it? Why does it look like a banana? Yeah, why does it look like a banana? Like that. that oh man, you know what kids are in the future gonna be? They're gonna be like Elijah Wood in Back to the Future too. You mean you have to use your hands? Mm. That's like a kid's toy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Elijah Wood. Playing Stupid with rings kid. and shit. I know, man. Talking to dogs. Keep your rings to yourself. Though everyone does need a Sam. You see that meme? I did not see that oh, meme. It's, it's 2015. It's the year where the shoes is supposed to be out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Future shoes. It is the Back to the Future um, anniversary. Mm-hmm. It's the year. It's so <laughs> weird. We're not anywhere near that future. Nope. <laughs> Some stuff is better, though. I want my Hoover. Hoverboards, though. What's your cool. hoover, hoverboards? <laughs> hoverboards. Hoverboards. Hoover. Hover. Yeah. A, a hoverboard would be good, too. Like a skateboard that just vacuums shit. That, yeah, that could be useful. <laughs> that could be useful. Okay, you're showing me a meme now. Everybody needs a Sam. I should write this down in the show notes. Everyone needs a Sam. Oh. A Frodo needs a Sam. A Jared Padalecki from Supernatural needs, needs a, a Sam. Sam. That's right. Jon Snow needs a Sam. Fat lot of good you did. Fucking Sam. And uh, those two girls from that show from Nickelodeon needs a Sam. Oh, um, iCarly. I mean, what? 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 I mean, I oh. mean. Oh, uh, like iCarly. What was that, Nathan? Evidently, what, your you world's favorite the show. show? <laughs> um, all right, what else is in the news, John? That's all I got, dude. This was a really slow news week. Okay, I got one last thing to show you. Okay, what's that? This isn't really news. This is more like, um, I guess it's tech news, technically. Get it? Ah. Um, okay. Oh, God, I got it, but I don't want it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Apple recently updated its OS, and uh, oh. Siri... Siri, that's Siri, sassy bitch. Siri is a sassy bitch. Okay, so if, if you've been looking at the internet, you should know the most popular thing right now is zero divided by zero. Sure. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Play I'm going to... Yeah. So right now, I'm going to ask Siri. Siri, what is zero divided by zero? Imagine that you have zero cookies and you split them evenly among zero friends. How many cookies does each person get? See, it doesn't make sense. And Cookie Monster is sad that there are no cookies. And you are sad that you have no friends. You sassy whore. Okay, okay. Really sassy whore. It also kind of sounds like a machine. Check out my Siri. Oh, did you change the voices? Siri, what is zero divided by zero? Imagine that you have zero cookies and you split. Your Siri classy as fuck. Yeah, but listen to his intonations. See, it doesn't make sense. Cookie Monster is sad that there are no cookies, and you are sad that you have no friends. No friends. So here's the thing: you're think, more no, no, human no. than Nathan. No, no. Siri. See, look, my my Siri is Siri. Yours is Sir I. <laughs> he, I think his name's Mark or something. Actually, like a, I changed it. Like it's if you get like thirty more megabytes of he's a data. Classy British dude. Here's the thing: better intonations. Here's how sassy Siri is now. So if you use like Google Apps or whatever, or if you have Google Glass for any reason, um, you know that how you activate it is by saying "Okay Google" or "Okay Glass." So if you do that with Siri, the very sassy, sassy Siri replies. Okay, Google. I think you've got the wrong assistant, bitch. 
bitch. Okay, no, that, that, that's not. Siri didn't call me bitch. Um, I instructed Siri to call me bitch. So um, if you didn't know, that's a thing you can do to your phone. So for example, Siri, what's my name? You're Nathan, but you asked me to call you bitch. Cause wow. I, Cause I like it. I like it when she talks dirty to me. Yeah, she's like your Christian Grey. <laughs> Series like you're dominant and you're the subservient. Yep, I am. I'm its slave. Siri will see you now. Mm. Great. It's very it kind of runs deep, yeah. That I'm like the slave to my phone. Aren't we all really, John? Aren't we all? Aren't we all? You walk out in society and all you see is to see if people looking at their cell phones. We're all just prisoners in Apple's game. We're all prisoners to the Black Mirror. <sighs> dun dun dun. And that was what was in the news this week. So that's all we got for the news, and that's all we have of the wonderful Inch Chua. Thanks for dropping by, Inch. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I'm going to bounce. Why do you have to leave? Because uh, it's like, what, three in the morning, and we're all in pajamas? But you didn't have to cut me off. It's back to being a sausage fest. Who's going to laugh at my jokes now? My, my female dog is in here. That doesn't count. Nikki doesn't count. All right, man. So that was that was that was like our first official guest. We had a guest. That was like our first sort of half guest. It was exciting. I was like, "Where's this gonna go? Are we gonna speak over each other?" There's three of us. One of us has a vagina. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Um, but yeah, but I, I mean, think that was great. She was fun. At at some point, I'd like to get real guests in. Like, not no, not saying Inch was in a real guest. I mean, like, to have her in for real. Like, not like actually plan to have her. Yeah, here like plan to guest. have her because okay. I don't know if you noticed, but Inch is a fascinating person. She does very fascinating things of her life, and I would yeah. like to talk to her about that one day. Okay. And maybe just talk, you know, we're going to, we do plan to have guests in the future, just that, you know, it's the early days of the podcast, we're still trying to get things right, <laughs> we're trying to get our own shit together. Okay, okay. Who, who, which guest would you like to have on our podcast? Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Barack Obama. <gasps> Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, man. Who else would you like to have? Um... I want to get the guy that is in the R2-D2 shoot suit, because I just want to, I want to get... Oh, what's his name? Oh, back when I was nerdy, I could pull his name. I want to get his perspective on life. I feel like you're not going to be able to do this, John. Nope, can't. It's way too late in the night. Kenny? Kenny G. Kenny something. Kenny Loggins. terrible. Okay, anyway. All right, let's move on to our next segment. Play that music. Favorite days. Favorite days. My favorite thing. I believe it's your turn this week, Nathan Hartanu. Yes. Okay, so my favorite... Okay, my Kenny favorite... Baker! Fucking pulled it. Sorry. Good for you. Right, so, um, favorite thing of the week. This week's favorite thing is, John, what is your favorite thing to do in the bathroom? Well, you like want a number or something? <laughs> <laughs> okay, favorite thing. thing to do in the bathroom. Because when I thought about it, like, you know, of course the obvious answer is like peeing or pooping. Um, but, you know, get creative with it. You know, there, there is tons of things that you can do in the bathroom. Um, and some things that you, you specifically do in the bathroom, like, you know, often. Uh, I would like to know what's your favorite thing to do in the bathroom. Because it's like your intimate time. It's like, you know, you're kind of like um, sanctuary from the world. You, you know, know what it is in the to bathroom? me? You know what it is to me? It's what like, it? this is... This is kind of fucked up, actually. But when I'm in the bathroom, never what I'm doing there, taking a shower, the other more bodily fluidy things, it's like the only time when I'm really separated from all technology. Yeah. Except for, you know, indoor plumbing. Huh. And water heating. So I just think. You don't take your phone in when you poop? I do. But not when I... Not all the time. Yeah. And especially not in the shower. 
Audio, here's the thing I've been doing recently. This isn't my favorite thing to do, by the way, but one of my favorite things to do, but not the favorite. Um, I listen to podcasts in the shower. Really? I know it sounds kind of odd, but I have a spot in my bathroom where I can kind of just like put the phone like away from... No, any, I do that too, water. actually. Yeah, and I, and I make it face a wall so like the sound reflects off and kind of like... I do that too, louder. actually, yeah. Yeah, and I do listen to podcasts in the shower sometimes. Not all the time, though, because a lot of times I forget my phone or I'm afraid I'm going to drop my phone to the toilet. True that, yeah. But if I'm like if I'm like caught up in a, in a podcast episode and I just get home, it's time to shower. I will continue listening. Yeah, hmm. I mean singing. I guess it's kind of cliche, but I really do love to sing in the bathroom. You love to sing in the bathroom because it's like the acoustics in there are nice. They are. No, I mean uh, no hate there because like that's kind of my go-to place when I'm rehearsing. Hmm. Like say if I'm rehearsing for a gig um, by myself or just kind of like maybe uh, trying to test out a new song or learning a new song, I often will go to the bathroom with the guitar. And just like sing there because the acoustics are very forgiving, and you can get you can honestly get a pretty good sense of how you'll sound like through a microphone with reverb in a nice hall. Right, but you share your bathroom with your brother though, so how does that work? Um, well, you know, I just do it when he's not home. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> or sometimes I'll go to my parents' bathrooms when they're when they're at work because my parents have a like the largest bathroom in the house. Right. So lots of space over there. Huh. Okay. What's the weirdest thing you've ever done in the bathroom? Oh, jeez. Okay. This is a story. I can't believe this is producing a story. No, but no, go, go, go. This, this is awesome. Story, good, good, good. This is a story that I hoped I would never have to tell um, the public, but well, I will. Now. Okay, so when I was a child, when I was around uh, primary five? No, wait. I was older than that. About, yeah, about primary five. Primary what's that? Six. What's that? How old, how That's 11, 12 years old. Okay, okay. Um, like most boys that age, I was a little bit of an arsonist. <laughs> Yes, I know. I, I know you're probably thinking like, "Oh, he jerked it." No, I think I probably have a similar story about some arsony stuff in the bathroom. Okay, okay. go ahead, continue. So I was um, a little bit of an ar- little arson when I was a child, um, like most boys are. You know, there's a fascination with fire that just comes with you know being a kid. Uh, and I, my favorite thing to do was to put a lighter in front of a can of hairspray. Whoa! And okay. create like a flamethrower. That's intense, man. Kids, do not try this at home. Don't do that. Yeah. Although it is amazing. It's pretty cool, huh? It, yeah. You literally make a flamethrower. Like if like a snake of fire comes out and like you feel so powerful. Well, did you just aim it just into the air? Or yeah, I would, I, would, I would aim it at like... I would go to the like, one corner of the bathroom and like aim it at the other corner so I don't hit anything. I was very careful. But there was one time I wasn't. <laughs> okay, so um, another thing that I love to do was to maybe like use the hairspray and spray a pattern on the floor and then light that on fire. <laughs> A la Ben Affleck and Daredevil. Right. <laughs> um, um, and then I discovered N-H. slowly... H. Yes. So I slowly discovered that all these um, bathroom products that contained uh, lots of alcohol, you could pretty much set all of those things on fire. So like hairspray, nail polish remover, you know. Why are all those things flammable? Like what's the deal with that? Alcohol, dude. Yeah, but why? Yeah. Yes. Science. No, but I mean like, like why, <laughs> why is... Why, why do they need flame, to be flammable? Why do they need to be flammable? Um, beats me, but I guess it's the same reason how, like, you know, paint thinner. Paint thinner can strip paint, so nail right. polish remover can strip nail polish. Huh, interesting. Yeah, and those both contain lots of alcohol. Because, okay. you know, al- alcohol is lighter than water. I don't know what the science is. Um, but, yeah, so I would spray, um, use the hairspray and spray stuff on the floor in, like, you know, a pattern and light it on fire. That's cool. Or I'll take nail polish remover, pour it on the floor, and light that on fire. How long would it burn off? Like, take forward, burn off? Yeah, quite fast it's like a cheap thrill of like and maybe five stuff. seven seconds like no, it no, wouldn't no. leave it wouldn't leave like some kind of the the floor of my mark? the floor in my parents bathroom is marble oh so, fancy yeah. so nothing gets caught on fire um okay so here comes the thing there was once i was a very dumb child 
Oh my God, you guys, Nathan's totally tearing up. What, what's, what are you going to say, man? <laughs> no. Um, I took a bottle of nail polish remover and the genius that I was, I decided to light it up from the mouth. Oh, man. <laughs> because, you know, I thought it would just light up at the mouth and now blow out the flame and that's Like a it. circus carny? Yeah, pretty much. Like you see in the movies? No, 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 no. I, I lit up the bottle at the mouth, not my mouth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, li- I, li- I thought you like filled your mouth. No, 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 with no, no, some, no, 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 Like no. sprayed it out. I wouldn't be singing if that happened. I, I lit the mouth of the bottle, the nail polish remover bottle. Ooh, that's yeah. not good. And the fire that came out of that was a lot bigger than I had anticipated. Did you basically make a Molotov cocktail? Is more that less, more or less. Oh, wow. And because I panicked, because you know, stupid child, I panicked and I pushed the, bo- the bottle onto the floor, <sighs> and then out came the contents, just spilling out, and fire, just fire spread. Everywhere. Yeah. Wow, I know someone who made a Molotov cocktail. Yeah. His name's Nathan. And um, I know I said the floor was marble before, but the bathroom floor is not all marble. The bathroom floor does have, you know, bathroom mats on it, um, laundry baskets, <laughs> things of that sort. And uh, a nail polish remover, when tipped over, that shit spreads. Yeah. You know? So imagine, like, say, imagine you just spilt a whole glass of milk. Now imagine all that milk is it's fire. fire. <laughs> that is what happened, pretty much. That is what happened to me. So I wow. panicked. I panicked. I immediately shut the shut the windows and the doors because I didn't want people smelling it. That was my first instinct, to not get in trouble. Second instinct, put out the fire, of course. So here's where I get even dumber because apparently I don't work well under pressure because what I did Put was... more alcohol! Put more alcohol! No, no, no. That's a liquid, right? Is that what you did? <laughs> no. I took a small little cup, like the cup that my mom uses to kind of wash her mouth out when she's brushing her teeth, mm-hmm. and I filled it with water and I poured it onto the fire, like cup by cup. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, this isn't working. This isn't working. There needs to be a better way to do this. Oh. And of course there was. In the end, I, sm- I wisened up and I used a shower head to put out the fire. <laughs> Um, in the meantime, though, like between um, the fire being on and the fire being out, the following things happened. Okay, all the bathroom mats, pretty much half of them burned out. The plastic laundry basket melted. Oh shit! Uh, my pants caught on fire. Oh, so I had to take them off at some point of the fire. I had like, like I literally just jumped out of my pants because they were on fire. Um, and I was terrified. It was a very, very traumatizing, scary Sounds experience. Sounds like it. Ever since then, I haven't really messed around with fire too much. Um, I would I would lie if I said that I don't have a fascination for us for you know fire still. See, look, look, we can apply this to Amos Yee. Like, if uh, yes, please do. Yeah, if you were when you started playing with fire, if you got arrested, you would have never learned that once you start lighting things on fire, you can just learn from that and stop. Lighting things on fire yourself. So you're saying that I could that I learned a lesson by myself just fine. Exactly. I get what you mean. Yeah, Amos Yee was getting enough hate as as it was, and he would have you know learned his lesson just fine from all the hate he received. I get where you're going with this. Either show. way, I'm glad you don't play with fire yeah, anymore. Don't worry about that. That's yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, shit, dude. Like, um, the pants that I was wearing because it was like cheap polyester or whatever, they actually melted. They melted into a solid piece oh, of oh, like onto your skin. Oh no 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 no! I took them off. I took them off. Um, but um, as they were on fire. Yes. Wow. Um, and all the all the hair on my right leg was singed. Oh my god. Because here's a fun fact, guys. Hair burns amazingly well. Hair yeah, burns it stinks amazingly well. Um, and yeah, man, that was just bad times. Bad bad times. So I spent the, like that happened like when I came back from school. Um, the fire happened around like maybe four o'clock. So between 4 and 6.30, when my mom would you know, usually come back from work, I was in full panic mode trying to figure out how the hell to fix this and make it look like nothing happened. And I think I did a pretty good job. I got rid of a lot of the evidence. Just 11-year-old pyromaniac Nathan Hart. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. But I neglected the whole thing that fire leaves a very distinct smell. So the second my mom stepped through the door, she was like, 
What's I, burning? I bought some satay. What's burning? Mommy. I got in so much trouble that day. What? So yeah, that was my weird story about fire. And wow, bathrooms. yeah, that's... Yeah. yeah, I have nothing to top that. <laughs> I think we should just move on. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll say my favorite thing to do in a bathroom real quick. Favorite thing to do in a bathroom... It's not light things on fire? It's not light things on fire, no. Favorite thing to do in a bathroom is to draw a hot bath, put on some Netflix, and enjoy... Like an hour, a solid hour of a hot bath and your favorite TV Just show. House of Cards, Daredevil. Pretty much. That's my favorite thing to do. Like, you know, great way to unwind. Um, it's good on like, your bones and everything. Just kind of like to be soaking in hot water. All right, what's, what's your recipe for drawing a bath? For drawing a bath? Yeah, what do you do? What do you, what do you put in the bath? Oh, I don't do. I don't go fancy. It's literally just water. Just hot water. It's just yeah, hot water, pretty oh. much. I put some stuff in there, man. Like a bath bomb. Like you never made like a hot bath for like a girlfriend? It's no. very romantic. No. With like some bath salts and no. some... I've always wanted to try those bath bombs from Lush. You know, like those... those um, They look like funny little planets. And apparently... Like a grenade, right? In yeah, there. yeah. So you put it in the hot water yeah, and there's yeah. nothing. Apparently stuff happens. I would love to try one of those one day. Um, listeners, send some over. No, I'm kidding. Um, but... Um, no, but yeah. it's weird that you take a hot bath and it's just clear water and you just see your naked body like reflected in the light. It's weird. Isn't it weird? Nah, I mean, like I, I will soap up and everything when I'm in the when I'm in the tub. You know, I'll wash my hair. I'll get some shampoo in there. So there is some soapiness to the water. And you just sit in your filth. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love it. Like especially Salty. back in uh, back when I was studying in Boston. <laughs> oh my god, hot baths were like a godsend. Especially when it got to like freaking like minus yeah, minus ten minus fifteen degree weather. Nothing feels better than a hot bath. It just sucks to step out of hot it. soup and hot bath. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. All right, cool, man. That's that's our favorite thing to do in the bathroom. Favorite thing. Favorite thing. From, from soup, soup to nuts, from boobs to butts. Favorite thing. Outro. That was like a live version for you right there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, do check this out. Okay, it's my turn to lead it, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do it's come on. Okay, sorry, I, I forgot about the song. I was like, yeah, it's your turn to leave the uh, segment. Okay, fine, leave the segment song. Okay, here we go. Do, do check, check this shit out. Check, check this shit out. 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 And check this boom. Check this out. Okay, best one yet. Yeah. Alright. Uh, last week I checked out the Goat Rodeo Sessions. Goat Rodeo. Yo Yo Ma's little side project back in the year 2011. I gotta tell you, this album was pretty fun. Yeah, man. I enjoyed it. I, I, like, my thing is that, um,. It takes a lot for me to listen to a full album of music from the same band. I don't, I don't know if it's my attention span or just my style of listening, but I, you know, I prefer listening to podcasts. There's a couple artists where I would listen to all their stuff. They're few and far between, but dude, this was so great. It was like classical music meets bluegrass. There was mm. what Yo-Yo Ma on the cello, a guy on uh, double bass, yeah, a guy on a fiddle, and a guy on a mandolin, a yeah. genius mandolin player. Chris literally. Yeah, <laughs> he got a MacArthur Genius Grant for playing the mandolin. Yeah. And I, I will say, though, that the two songs that really stuck out with me were the ones with lyrics. Mm-hmm. I guess that's just how I work. Like, Because for me, when I listen to a song, I like it. But then only when I learn the lyrics or, or read the lyrics will I really connect to it. And really... Hey, man. My, my favorite song from that album is Here in Heaven. Yeah. That was a the first song. Oh, geez. That's like a sick freaking song. We should do a version of that sometime. That's not. 
Uh, Actually, no, we probably should. Yeah, at some point. Hot, not cold. Yeah. It's good, but like, okay, so the majority of the songs, though, I think there's like 14 tracks, 12, 14 tracks, and yeah. only two of them have lyrics. The rest are just instrumental. And yeah. man, I just put them on when I was listening to the comics, and they were just there as background noise, and they provided. That's what? That's Attaboy or quarter chicken dark it's one of the first it's, yeah, one, it's track chicken. one or two yeah something chicken um, quarter chicken dark i will say i don't know maybe it's just how i listen to it but i feel like the first half is a little bit more memorable mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. but yeah but this is great you guys if you haven't checked it out check it out it's on spotify but i would actually suggest going on youtube and searching the for the concert they did yeah. for google yeah it was really cool and then they got into like why they formed the band and do you know do you know what a goat rodeo means not exactly no a goat rodeo um they defined it as basically a thing that comes together only when all the other things fall into place. Huh. Like one definition was like it the only way to get to this place is to travel a road and every and that road has multiple forks. If you take the right fork every time you arrive at the right place, that's a goat rodeo. That is a strange story to a very strange name. Yeah. Um but yeah, I just loved it. I just loved the innovation behind it. I loved how it just brought so many cool elements together. It's a cool album, man. One yeah. of my favorites. And I like what they said about it because, like, it's kind of weird coming together. Bluegrass has, like, is, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but bluegrass is, can be quite improvisational yeah, yeah, and yeah. really loosey-goosey. But Yo-Yo Ma comes from a classical background, which yes. is very precise. And they were talking about how precision doesn't necessarily mean soullessness, mm. which I thought was really interesting because, like, yes. the stuff sounds like it's improvised, but it's actually really quite precise. It's really cool to listen to. The bluegrass is very well known for, like, their in-the-round sessions mm. where you would literally... Okay, I, I, I have witnesses firsthand walked into a bar in nashville and everyone was just like sitting in a, in a circle with a little inst- with their own instrument in one yeah hand. sitting in a circle and the middle was you know like just like a space and they're all facing each other and everyone's got like you know the key people kind of instruments so like fiddle guitar uh, upright bass uh some even brought like accordions and shit cool. harmonicas things like that and like percussive instruments and they just jammed and jammed and jammed. Then whoever was down, whoever brought an instrument, just came in. And then, like, they would sing songs together. They would sing classics. They'd, like, improvise and stuff. That sounds great. Yeah, that sounds man. like a good time. Yeah, that was like, that's, like, the heart of it. And, yeah, like, I like how you, you, you got that, you know, like, of Yo-Yo Ma's classical oh, training. Oh, yeah, totally. Mixed with, like, that bluegrass freedom. Oh, man. Good totally. Stuff. And you actually watched a video of Yo-Yo Ma playing. He's, like, getting into it, getting all grungy and dirty <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. And then when they sang it live, they sound so good. Yeah. It was really good. It was really, really good. I enjoyed it. Thank you for recommending me that. Yeah, man. And yes, finally did check out the two things that I Yay! have been backlogging. Uh, Legally Blonde, a musical, as well as The Martian. Okay, Legally Blonde first. Mm. I thought it was really cool. It was Okay, like I don't know the movie very well. At all, actually. <laughs> I didn't know the plot at all. Um, but hey, man, the music is good. The lyrics were like... They, they didn't feel forced. That they're was clever, one, right? Yeah, that was they're my favorite clever, part about but it. they don't feel forced. The yeah. lyrics didn't feel forced. It's very strong ensemble cast. Very strong emotions to the story. Very nice, clear points. Like, it's at points, like, funny, heartbreaking, and just, like, every, okay, like, Legally Blonde, it sounds kind of, like, ditzy and mm-hmm. kind of empty. Exactly the point, though. It sounds very empty, but it actually has a lot of heart. There's a lot of heart behind this musical. And what this musical reminded me of a lot exact, uh, um, was actually the Shrek musical. Ah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Another movie adaptation musical. Which you can also find online. They yes, filmed yes. it professionally, yeah. Because like, the Shrek musical, when I first thought, I was like, that sounds like bullshit for kids. Then I checked it out out of curiosity because a friend recommended it to me. And 
oh my gosh, man, like the music that they write for these things, this, like the extra story that they come mm. up with, the extra characterization. Because right. of musicals, they have, you know, the luxury of a, a bit more time. They have so much, yeah. Yeah. Um, and wow, man, like all, the, okay, like all these movie, like the movie adaptation musicals, the ones that I've seen so far, at least, they're killing it. Legally Blonde, Shrek, Catch Me If You Can. Have you seen Kinky Boots? I have not. Was that a movie? Kinky yeah, Boots. yeah, Kinky Boots was oh, a movie. Oh, I've not seen Kinky yeah, Boots. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it, but it's apparently great. And same director as Legally Blonde, actually. Nice. But yeah, before before we get too far away from it, I just want to say that it's it's in a weird kind of meta way, like legally, like it's kind of weird to talk this sort of pseudo intellectually about a musical called, called Legally, Legally Blonde. Blonde. Yeah, but it's like the show Legally Blonde is quite reflective of the character of Elle Woods, who is the character, the main character. Right? Yes. It's like on the surface, he's is really shallow, really ditzy, really nothing. But you dig in just a little bit, and you find the heart, and you find the intelligence of the show and of the character. It's really good. Like guys, if you didn't check it out. Please do. I mean, you it's can see the whole time. thing on YouTube. It's great. It's really fun. It's, it's got some beautiful songs. Also, I'm a sucker for dogs, and this show has really well-trained dogs. Yeah, the dogs are good. The dogs are really well-trained. Like You can see like um, the actors acting with them like they're actually the dog trainers, uh-huh. and like they're doing it well. Like the, the dogs are really obedient, and you know the ensemble cast is great. Music's great. I don't know. I, it was a solid musical. Um, any doubts I had about it before, all gone. Yeah, I know I was a hater in the beginning, but I'm I'm on. You got to give it a chance. I mean, I'm, I'm on the side of the pink. Yeah, you are. Yeah, and dude, okay, the colossal, epic book that was the, the Martian. Martian. Wow, this book. Um, I have never been as engaged with a book as I was with this one in a very oh, long time. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. In a very long time. The last book that engaged me as much was Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Oh, that's also one of yeah, my favorite books. By Jonathan Saffron Fuller. Yeah, such a good um, book. But this book was just a very easy read. Um, I mean, granted, I took a while to finish it, but, um, you know, time permits. Um, but I found that every time I picked it up, I didn't want to put it down, mm-hmm. you know? Um, my One of my favorite elements about this book is not just a science, not just a, not just like you know the the ease of the reading, but every time the main character Mark Watney is kind of going through um, his survival, I oh, he is such a likable character. Yeah, right. That was that was like the one thing I took away from this book the most. That like he was such a likable character that I didn't want anything bad to happen to him. <laughs> but the worst part is, as a reader. There's no way that nothing bad's gonna happen yep. to him. Like every time I see him, like kind of going through like good times and he's succeeding and his mission's going well, I look at where I am in the book and I'm like, oh, he's got so I'm much only, to go for. I'm only fifty three percent through the book. I'm yeah, like, shit, this guy's gonna go through some like, shit. This guy is gonna like something's gonna something bad's gonna happen in like twenty pages. Like you really root for him, right? Yeah, you really do. And it's like you live and die with him, and it's 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 just crazy. Yeah, how much um, you connect with this character. Yeah, and I was like, oh, 20 pages and like, later, something sh- terrible is gonna happen. Yep. to him. And I just, I was scared for him. I was really scared for him. Because like, they, they, they just create this very relatable, very human, very, just a very down-to-earth character in a yeah. very in a very high-concept story, you know? Um, I think that's the beauty of it. But and what I love about his character most of all is that he experiences the highs and lows of the mm. situation, but his spirit is never broken. Yes, yes. Never once does he give up and I think that's that's a really beautiful sentiment because he's stuck on Mars for 400 plus days yes you know and it takes a very special man to not just off themselves when you know the way to kill yourself is just remove your helmet and stand outside basically <laughs> it's such a good book and I really just hope the movie does well 
I think the movie's gonna do pretty well. I hope so. I mean, what's Ridley Scott been doing lately? That's like, because I, I feel like because like Mark Watney plays a fairly humorous, lighthearted character. And I think Matt Damon can pull that off. He's mm-hmm. he can he's he's a funny guy. I'm I mean the, I'm kind of over the whole like no Asians in the cast thing because <laughs> I mean there is a significant amount of the um of the plot that is dedicated to a, ch- a Chinese astronauts. So I'm sure they're not gonna. Change oh, I bet those. they're just not gonna have that. They're just gonna cut that out. That's ripe to be cut. I feel. Really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, don't cut the Chinese astronauts. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, don't cut the Chinese astronauts. Don't cut the Taiyang Shen. Okay, I just jumped on Ridley Scott's IMDb page. Yeah. He's got like a million things I think the, coming the, up in the future. The last thing that I watched from him was Prometheus. What else did oh, he do? Oh, that was so crap. That was questionable. Okay, that was as a producer, but he has a million things. So director, right now, he's just, oh, just The Martian and this TV miniseries called The Hot Zone. The last thing he did was Exodus Gods of Kings, which I heard was terrible. I didn't Oh, that was that. like Batman playing Moses, right? Something like that, yeah. yeah. And before that was this movie called The Counselor, which I, ne- I have not heard of either. But that it was, was a 5.4 movie. on that was not a good movie. That was not a good movie. <coughs> but yeah, let's see what he can do. I mean, he's got good source material. There's no doubt about that. I'm curious, yeah. So if you haven't read The Martian yet... Um, don't worry. Um, we I haven't spoiled anything for we haven't you. Spoiled. Just pick it up, you guys. Yes. Seriously, pick it pick up. Pick it up. It's I I think it's a great book. I really do. Like it's it's such an easy read, and the story is just like, it's fascinating. You learn you learn a lot. That's another thing that I, I got from this book. Like whatever like science you learned back in like middle school or high school or whatever, like you it kind of reawakens that interest a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Because like he does, there is a lot of science in how he survives because he's pretty much left. To his own devices, like alone on Mars, so he needs to science the shit out of things, you know. <laughs> as they say in the movie trailer. Yeah. But it's just so hard to explain because as we're talking about it now, it's it's still kind of hard to articulate why this book is so good. But it just is. Like, there's, I think a lot of it. I think a lot of it is just the likability of yeah. the main character. Because there's there's math and there's science. But okay, just to show a little insight into. Okay, actually, this is perfect. Mm. Um, there's a time in the book where Mark Watney has to deal with like some kind of oxygen issue yes. or something with the energy. No, it's, it's something to do with electricity he needs to create. Yes. And he has a pretty intense math, intense science thing. So he's like, okay. And there was like a, a little piece of, of math that he was doing. He's like, oh, it takes too long to write this out. So I'm going to refer it to, I'm going to name this unit One Pirate Ninja. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, he's, he, he's he, like, he renamed... Um, kilojoules per second or something like that. Something like like a yeah. kilojoules per second over blah 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 time, whatever. It was like a huge thing. He's like, that takes too long to write. I'm just gonna call it a pirate ninja. <laughs> I think that's great. Like the likability of his character really like the the likability of Mark Watney like hinges no, sorry, phrases properly, Nathan. The entire story hinges on the likability of Mark Watney. Exactly. Because right. you've got the whole like the story basically revolves around the whole world trying to save this guy. And it wouldn't make sense if he wasn't a likable dude in the first place. I mean, of course, there's a human on Mars and you gotta save him. But for the reader, it helps so much that he's such a guy to root for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's why this it, that this book made so much sense. You're really yeah. rooting for it, you know. I think I, I mentioned back when we first talked about the Martian back in episode two or whatever it was. It's like he was like it was just like Chris Pratt in Jurassic World. It's like I wouldn't have liked. Jurassic World, if it didn't have Chris Pratt, I wouldn't have liked this book if Mark Watney wasn't characterized the way he was. Matt Damon. So yeah, man, great book. Thanks for the recommendation. No problem, dude. So guys, Nathan, I think get started on Ready Player One. I think you'll like it, but I won't hold you to the timeline. Any- okay, that won't be that won't be a check to shit. That's kind of like a side, nah, 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 it's side like project. Overall side project thing. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, so Okay, we, no, you know you <laughs> 
Sorry. You know what we should do? What should we do? Um, instead of because I, I think we're both fairly busy people. To finish one book a week might be a little yeah, it's too up. much. Huh? Yeah. Why don't we have a separate thing where like you know over the course of maybe three four weeks we have like a like good a hang like a good hang book club. Ooh. Mm. Let's do that. So like book of the month, you know. So this week's this month's book of the month is Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Nice because I'm down for that. It's been a while since I've re- reread that. Yeah. And what is it now? Yeah, it's it's I mean it's the first week of July, so you have the month of July to read Ready Player One. Sweet. So good hang book club. I'm not gonna do music for that either. Yeah. But guys, <laughs> no, this book if you have some time, I think I finished this book in like three days. It was I couldn't put it down. It was so good. <laughs> Alright, so what's next and do check this shit out. Alright, so next week, my friend, and let's not talk too much about it, but next week I challenge you to watch the movie Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Yep. Starring Denzel Washington, a story about blacks and black and whites playing football together in Virginia. Sounds like a party. It's a good film. It's a good film. And I've got a TV show to recommend you. Ooh. And it's it, it's it's forgiving in the sense that, you know, you don't have to start from episode one, although okay. it does help. Um, it is a TV show called Rick and Morty. Okay. It's a cartoon, actually. Okay. It's a cartoon called Rick and Morty. And you're going to love this. Creator Dan Harmon. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Creator Dan Harmon. From Community. Yes. All right. With uh, Justin Roiland. And I have a feeling you're really going to like this. I feel <laughs> like I've heard this show. Oh, oh the sure. show in the yeah. ether somewhere. But was it, is it like twenty two minutes? Is it on? It's it's TV? basically yeah, yeah yeah. It's like a cartoon 22, network. Yeah. Uh, Adult Swim. Okay. It's a twenty two minute cartoon. Uh, I think the first season only has twelve episodes. Okay. I guarantee you, you're gonna plow right through them. All right, cool. You're gonna plow right through them. So yeah, next week maybe good. I'll yeah. draw myself a bath and watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So next week's check the shit out, Rick and Morty, and remember the Titans. So guys, get on it, watch it, and join us. Give us your feedback on those two things. It'll be fun. <laughs> So, yeah, again, thank you so much for listening. We've come to the end of our episode. Yeah, yeah. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. But now it's time to go. See, I never know if you're improvising a song or if that's a song I just don't know. The moon, the bear, and the big blue house are over the sea. <laughs> do, you not, do you not know that song? Never heard it in my life. Bear in the big blue house. Is that some kind of English? It was a kid's TV show. It was American. Oh. I'm pretty sure it was American. Bear in the B- it was called Bear in the Big Blue House. Bear in the Big Blue House. I'm not going to check that out. Okay. Don't check that out. But the, the, that was like their goodbye song. Okay. Loved it. Loved it. I, I, I'm pretty sure there's at least three listeners out there going like, yeah, he knows his shit. Yeah. Just crying with joy. <laughs> well, enjoy that, guys. Yeah. Till next week, I'm John. I'm not John. I'm, I'm, I'm Nathan, actually. See ya. Leave me alone, mama. I'm coming to Boy, don't you talk me like that. I'll smack you right outside your head. Come down for dinner. Why you gonna name me Charlotte, mama? All the kids in school make fun of me. That's where you were conceived in Charlotte, South Carolina. <laughs>